and welcome to Game and Watch with Aaron and James, the show where we talk about games we've been gaming and movies and TV shows we've been watching. I'm Aaron. And I'm James. And today we have a very special episode for you guys. We are doing yet another video game draft, but I would say this is a spicier year than the last one, wouldn't you say? It. Uh, there are more games and there are, and so we have more people. Really, we do have more people. Yeah, I mean, can't we can't make this too easy uh, on a group of four? So we've got three other guests. They're going to be five of us drafting today, and joining us are uh, re- doubly returned guests, Jason and Dave. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a record for us. We have double returning guests, and we have a new a guest. brand new guest. Yeah, so Jason and Dave were on um, our 1997 draft. Jason did our Hollow Knight episode. Dave did our Kingdom Hearts episode. And we're joined uh, in addition uh, by Mike, uh, Michael. See, I did. I screwed it up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks, yeah. everybody, for joining. <laughs> Good to be here. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, this is this is fun uh, because not that I wouldn't ever not include somebody that I met like in college or after, but I've known all of you since high school or before, which is pretty awesome uh, because I feel like I knew at least who Michael was a little bit in 2002 and Dave, you too. Cause I think we probably just met around 2002, right? Yes. Or the year before. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the year before. Yeah. Um, So let's, let's, let's talk about this. Like, because I'll, I'll just, I'll say that in 2002, I was playing a lot of GameCube and a lot of Game Boy Advance I did not own a PS2, but I played a ton of PS2 games. And it's I I, from talking to each one of you outside of like, you know, before this conversation, like as we were getting set up to and kind of figuring out the rules of this this week's draft, I learned that like I might it's possible I might have the least PS2 experience of all of you, at least when the time I mean, there's a lot that I've played since. But at the time in 2002, I was just not playing as much PS2 as I think the rest of you guys was because I didn't have one. But I and I think that's going to add a lot of like really interesting wrinkles to the draft in in a good way, like because I think we could uh, maybe we don't want to all agree on this and you don't have to all jump in at once. We can kind of talk about as we go through individually um, what each one of our experiences were but i personally feel like gamecube is the strongest roster this game but like this this year but like barely over ps2 um i might be biased just because i was i was just a gamecube boy then um but yeah like i i was just i mean still like had a little bit of lingering nintendo 64 in my life but i was just fully enveloped in gamecube and the games that i had gotten for for christmas and I mean, from the previous year, it's stuff that's like unel- ineligible for this draft, like Super Smash Brothers Melee and stuff. But um, yeah, uh, Aaron, what about you? Uh, would you say you've grown up from a GameCube boy into a GameCube man? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I in some ways have not grown up, but yeah. 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 Uh, in 2002, uh, what were we in eighth grade, seventh grade, seventh so yes, oh, it was seventh grade because this is the year that Kingdom Hearts came out. Uh, <laughs> I very much remember that. So I uh, I had a PlayStation One um, during this time. I was replaying Final Fantasy Seven. I played that like a million times. Eight, nine, 
I had a PlayStation 2. I have two brothers and none of us could share. So each of us had our own PlayStation 2. Uh, wow. Your yeah. parents, like, well, no, my, my, my parents, parents would have never what? done that. My parents had nothing to do with that. We each purchased them separately. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah my parents would never indulge us that way. Damn. Uh, they thought we were being ridiculous. Uh, but I saved up to buy a GameCube. So at this time, I was also playing a lot of Smash Melee. I was playing Wind Waker when it eventually came out in North yeah. America. But it Don't give happen. away any of your picks for this. No, year, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Um, but there is one particular game for PlayStation 2 that me and my friends played ad nauseum nonstop at everyone's house. We did it for years. And if I don't get this pick for PlayStation 2, <laughs> I will personally kill each of you. <laughs> and that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Yeah. And that's Kingdom Hearts, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dave, you'll just have to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 2002, great year. Um, I just remember, like, it, it feels like now, actually, because I feel like now, like this year, we're being inundated with a lot of really great games, especially yeah. Tears of the Kingdom coming out. Um, but it was one of those times, like, it just felt like a real heyday. Like, things were just coming out, like, AAA titles. There were a lot of AAA titles on the horizon. Was this pre-Final Fantasy X? No, post. No. Okay. Yeah. But still, like, Final Fantasy X, a lot of good stuff. Yeah. That's going to be a good year. Yeah. 2001. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Dave? Um. Yeah, I mean, at the time, I actually didn't have a PS2 at this time. I only had GameCube. And I played a lot of PC with my brother. We would take turns playing games on it. I didn't get a PS2 till I want to say like three years later, like after 2002 here. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I was able to buy because, you know, they did the greatest hits thing where it's like, oh, this game's now $20. So I was able to buy the PS2 and then buy just like a shit ton of games and fill out my library that way. Why but, don't they do that anymore? <laughs> Right? Why don't they do yeah. that? Why doesn't especially, Nintendo do that? Yeah, yeah it's called especially a PS Nintendo. Plus sale. That's true. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, true. But but yeah, I'm kind of like Jimmy. I played a lot of GameCube. I mean, he knows that because we would play. Yeah, Smash you, you might be my biggest time. threat in this draft. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was looking through a lot of the games, and I was like, okay, we played that together. We played that together. So yeah, yeah we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. Jason? I mean, I think I'm in the same boat, actually, as James and Dave both. Because I also did not have a PS2 at the Shit. time. Shit. Wait, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, well, this me is and Mike are just going to... Mike and I are going to swoop in and take all the PS2 picks. Yeah. They're they're all for you. No, I uh, the PS2 was my first non-Nintendo console, and I had it. I got it probably right around the same time as you today, probably like three years later down the line and then started playing, you know, some of the older ones, some of the newer ones. Um, so yeah, I was, I was primarily playing GameCube uh, and some PC sprinkled in, but I'm, I'm also not someone who's ever, I don't think confined to the era that, that the games are coming out. I'm always playing old stuff. Yeah. The new stuff, playing some old stuff, playing some stuff that's out of left field. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's a it's a fun year for that reason because I I can't say for certain when I was playing all of the games I'm gonna pick. Certainly, some of the GameCube titles would be right away, but but mm -hmm. if it's a PS2 title, it might be later. Yeah, if it's a PC title, who knows when it was really? So, 
PS2 is definitely, I, I feel like there are like three that I was playing a shitload of during the time. And then others I played a lot of since. And yeah. I, I mean, it's PS2 is one of my favorite systems to go back to and play games after the fact. Like I, you know, I didn't play Silent Hill two or anything like when it came out, but that's right. one of the, like that, even Shadow of the Colossus though. I think I played that soon after it came out, just not, not right away. That came out way at the tail end to yeah, PlayStation did. 2. It was like yeah. 2005 or something. I think like the Xbox 360 like came out like the year after that or something. Yeah. Yeah. Michael? Uh, well, I'm uh, I guess I'm the new guy on the block, but I'm Michael. I I went to grade school with uh James. Uh and uh <laughs> um like everyone else, honestly, uh I grew up a Nintendo boy. Um, you know, had only Nintendo consoles or Game Boy up until the point of the PS2. I did have a PS2 in 2002 and at that point in time in my life, I think like PS2 was actually like all I cared about. I played PS2 like primarily by myself and then when I was with other people like I, we were playing GameCube and others so a lot of my GameCube experience comes from playing with my friends but when I was at home it was all like very deep into like the PS2 games of of that era so um, I'm looking forward to the draft and and seeing what everybody thinks of some of these games yeah and so we have I'm going to go through the rules of the draft now and I and there are there's it's different than last time, obviously, because there are different consoles, but I I try to get a little slightly creative. And part of this was just based on the kind of like abundance of multi-platform releases. And that was like not a thing in like 1997, really. I mean, games were obviously um, on multiple consoles back in like the late 90s. You know, obviously, most notably Gex, you know, legendary Gex <laughs> after the get go for PlayStation was ported to be Gex 64. Um. But I, I feel like once we hit Xbox, PS2, GameCube, that's when you saw like kind of blanket multi-platform releases. Definitely. And speaking of Xbox, so we are completely giving Xbox the shaft. And I just want to personally say I'm not speaking for everybody, but fuck Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> the only Xbox game we had an Xbox as well. That one we did share because the only games we had for it were like Knights of the Old Republic 1 and Knights of the Old Republic 2. And that's about it. I'm I'm saying that mainly because there are like of the like you know the two people who listen to this podcast. One of them is an <laughs> Xbox fan, and I know he's going to listen to this, and he's going to be like, you know what, fuck you, and I don't Why? care because so like Halo and Viva Pinata and oh, wait, neither of those like, games came out this year. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, or Fable. Not even Fable yeah. came out this year. I think. Oh yeah. Um, which you know, so we just named all the Xbox games that have ever been made. <laughs> But yeah, no, Xbox Xbox just didn't lend itself to this at all. I mean, granted, we're doing a wild card pick again, so you can pick an Xbox game if you want. But most likely, if it was a good Xbox game in 2002, it came out for other consoles. So, you know, um, so this is going to be a snake draft format. Um, I think we all know how that works, because either we played uh, we really redrafted last time or um, we've done any other kind of like fantasy football draft or you're a Um, snake. Or yeah, or you are your literal snake. Yeah. Um, you can select in any order, like in terms of like what categories you're filling out. I have a document that we're all looking at. It starts with PS2, goes GameCube, etc. You don't have to pick a PS2 game first. Um, this is all about strategy. You know, it, it's and an, I'm I have a strategy, but the best thing about drafting is that I can get totally upended by Dave picking one of your stupid games. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> wow, way to come for Dave right away. It's because no. Lego Island. It's because he took Lego Island. I am still mad about it. I'm going to bring it up every episode that Dave is on forever till the end of time. Um, again, we are only focusing on games that were released in the United States in 2002, not Japan or Europe. And yes, that means no Wind Waker. We have we we we're talk- I feel like I got a separate text from all of you being like, wait, so we can't pick Wind Waker? <laughs> Uh, um, which is okay which is okay but i feel like the majority of my time in 2002 was spent being excited for wind waker yeah i mean yeah yeah i think i think a lot of us could say the same room for all of (laughs) back of our minds so when we come back for the 03 draft everybody knows what the number one pick will be be yeah (laughs) exactly um okay so we have ps2 gamecube pc Game Boy Advance and then the uh, wild card and then new for this. And this was kind of the way of accounting for the Xbox uh, situation is a multi-platform release. So a multi-platform release is a game that must have come out for more than one console in the same year this year, you know, being 2002. Um, there are a lot of games that fit that. And I'm, I, I, I like the inclusion of that category. Not and and to be frank, like some great games for other consoles. I mean, a lot of great games were multi-platform releases. So I wouldn't be surprised if one or more of us took multiple multi-platform releases in that category, and then you know in another category as well. Uh, did I cover everything? Does anyone have any questions? No, I think you kind of summed it up. Perfect. Well, I am going to share my screen. I've got our names in a randomizer in the order they appear in the document, and I'm going to randomize it. Are we ready? Because yes. I, yeah. I, we, we talked briefly about uh, pick order. I think we've all expressed that none of us want the number one pick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. No, I way. really, really don't. Uh, so who's going to get it? Let's see. God, whoa, 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 okay. Oh, man. All right. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Back to reverse of last time, isn't it? Uh, I think so. I I think Aaron. No, I. Oh, you were the first pick. You did, Dave. Okay. Well, that is honestly, my strategy was not entirely prepared for that. But we'll see. We'll make do. Um, all right. So for everyone listening, I'm reacting because I have the number one pick. Uh, Jason will be picking second. Michael will be picking third. Dave will be picking fourth. And Aaron will be picking fifth. I am not looking forward to a bunch of my games being taken. Oh, come on, Jimmy. We know what you're going to pick. We all know what I'm picking first. We all know what I'm picking first. Um, I... Uh, with my first pick, I am obviously going to be taking Metroid Prime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I truly did consider not doing that um, for strategic reasons. Um, but I just don't, I can't have, I can't have this without, you know, I, I, can't, I have to have this game. Well, um, tell us why. So I bought this game, uh, I believe the day it came out. And... I have like been a huge Metroid fan and for like for probably about like, I don't know, since I played Metroid Two: return of Samus on the original Game Boy. And 
I, I don't know what it is about Metroid, though, because like that was my first Metroid game. And some a lot of people would say that's not like by any means the best Metroid game. And I would agree. But for some reason, the the idea of this kind of like lonely bounty hunter being like on a planet like by herself and having to deal with, you know, extraterrestrial threats and such is, is kind of like it was really appealing to me, that kind of isolation and you know, I guess you could argue that Mario is just like by himself <laughs> stopping on Goombas and stuff. But there was just a different added effect for for Metroid. And they're stylistically fairly different. They're very, very different. <laughs> uh, and I mean, I, I won't go on like too much longer about it, but I, I just thought this game was in, in, the, in the same way as the transition of Zelda to 3D with Ocarina of Time. Like this was an absolutely masterful, atmospheric way to bring metroid to 3d and despite how i've definitely played more 2d metroid than 3d metroid i and i think i said this on our metroid dread episode that i i think that metroid should just be in 3d from now on i don't need any more 2d metroid games i think they've kind of just like exhausted that um but yeah the the music um the graphics uh it's incredible and you know metroid prime 2 was remastered or metroid prime was remastered uh, this year for Switch, as we all know, and I, I mean, it, it, the game holds up big time. Obviously, the controls might be a little dated if you go back and play the, the GameCube one, but I really think this game holds up, and it is uh, consistently in like my top five favorite games of all time. So nice, yeah, Jason. Well, we got two GameCube boys back to back, so I <laughs> have to go with GameCube for my first pick. And I'm going to go with Super Mario Sunshine. Nice. All right. Big mistake. Oh, and I'm updating uh, the shared uh, Google Doc. So if anyone wants to see what everyone is picking, I mean, I can share my screen. I suppose I could do that, too. But I was I wanted to keep the the draft, the draft order up in case people wanted to make sure they knew when they were up. So why Super Mario Sunshine? I mean, so many reasons. It's it's Mario on summer vacation. Uh, as a follow-up to Super Mario 64, it just kind of exploded the Mario world in, in such a delightful way. Uh, I can remember just, I mean, between the music and the atmosphere and the stupid squirt gun that you used to play the entire game, it's <laughs> uh, just an absolutely delightful game start to finish. It's a game that I, I probably revisited Super Mario Sunshine more than I have uh, Metroid Prime um, as as a game that I've gone back to. So an absolute favorite. It might be my favorite Mario game when it comes Old down. words. That's crazy. I like that. It's it a might... great game. I agree. Yeah. Sunshine what, rules. What it's... do I'm sorry, Mike. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, I think it's just like such an underrated game um and it's just like ubiquitously underappreciated broadly um i think it's making somewhat of like a resurgence recently but um that game is awesome and the flood the squirt gun thing yeah is an, is an awesome mechanic i love i love the sunshine aaron i feel yeah. like the well, resurgence in i'm the odd man pop- out here for sure do you feel like the resurgence of popularity with mario sunshine started with uh our first episode of this podcast being super <laughs> mario sunshine two years ago i mean listen <laughs> you said it not me yeah i mean um, we, were, we were all thinking it um 
But I, uh, yeah. well, let me just jump in. Of course. I, I'm not as warm on Super Mario Sunshine. I think 64 or Sunshine, I would take 64 any day. Sunshine, just there's too much bullshit in it. And um, <laughs> there is. You, you all know it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a good game. Obviously, all Mario games are like good games, but uh, I would take 64. Um, there's not that much bullshit. There is just one level I would complain about, and that's that <laughs> fucking pachinko level. Oh, what about well, that? Oh my the God. lava, but then the lava level. But what about the what about the um, what's it that where you have to like get Yoshi all the way to that island without oh like God. dying, and then you oh, and then you have to yeah. do that. I think that's way worse than the yeah. pachinko. But the, the thing I wanted to touch on really quick, not that we want to do a whole Super Mario Sunshine episode right now, but um, <laughs> or we could people like people often call this game like unfinished and i don't agree with that because like not like the flood mechanics weren't tested i don't think nintendo does that with their core no. ip they don't they don't no. they don't put out a game where they're like eh this is good enough like i think it's everything like the freedom and like chaos of flood is very intentional yeah agreed Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, glad I that agree. we all agree on that. There's so many hidden mechanics mm-hmm. you can use the flood for that like are just if for like now, especially after you know years of the game being out, people are using for like speed runs and stuff yeah. that are just not explained at all in the game. And like the the movement um is just so unique compared to all the other Mario games. So I mean uh, Sunshine's a great game. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to the runners. This is a fun game to watch speed runs for. Oh, That's speed true. run yeah. speed running community for Sunshine is awesome. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. All right, Michael, you're up. Um, I mean, there's really only one choice for me, <laughs> and it's probably the best, my favorite game of this year. Um, it might be divisive to some, but I have to pick Kingdom Hearts. Of course, okay. <laughs> have to, have to. I mean, Woo. for me, I, it's it's divisive, undoubtedly, but for a 12 year old Michael, the you know, collision of like two of his favorite IP in the world, uh, just like slammed into like a into a third person RPG is like the greatest thing of all time. So obviously, Kingdom Hearts um, is basically com- a combination of Disney and and uh, Final Fantasy. And uh, at this point in time, I was just old enough to watch my little sister like by myself where my mother started trusting me when she was out of the house to watch my little sister alone. <laughs> and we just spent hours playing Kingdom Hearts like over and over and over again. <laughs> she loved the Disney aspects. I loved the, the Final Fantasy aspects. And then, honestly, it brought Final Fantasy to her and like a new appreciation a, a lot to like a, our relationship. So we still to this day talk about Kingdom Hearts all the time um, when we're together. So just for pure nostalgia factor and the fact that I, I truly believe it, it's like a, an awesome game and such a monster Square Enix fan that um, I have to go with Kingdom Hearts uh, as my first pick. Respectable, Excellent. very respectable. Also, too, um, having replayed Kingdom Hearts one and two like a million times back to back, I actually prefer going back to one. Uh, because I think it's like slower, more deliberate gameplay, whereas two feels really like fast and fluid, but a little too showy. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I, I think I think the 
I mean, I, if you want to talk about the entire franchise, I can talk about that <laughs> forever. Okay. But let's, I, let's not I, go I into that. They, but... <laughs> I think as it goes on, there's too many like time action events, yeah. too many like, and the first one definitely is more of just like, uh, I agree, it's more it's more intentional gameplay and less time action events and, and less about like the spectacle of it and more yeah. about the actual gameplay. Um, I think the first one is definitely the re, uh, more replayable. I think the story in the first one in isolation of the other ones is just like obviously way better than the other ones before it gets completely off the wall bonkers but mm-hmm. shout out to Kyrie and and uh, my <laughs> if main, you're listening Kyrie yeah, yeah. to my, my my friends my back main, home my, Kyrie Reek my main girl Kyrie I would share that fruit with her any day um, <laughs> um two two comments one is I for, I forgot we should probably be announcing exactly where we're picking these I I mean we're I think we said like GameCube and said PS2, but like, you know, just in case someone's trying to use a strategy where they want to pick, like if you wanted to pick Kingdom Hearts in your wild card, for instance. So mm-hmm. I, I I took, I think we, for those of us who took GameCube games, we took them in the GameCube category. Is that correct? Correct. All right. And then Michael, you're taking Kingdom Hearts in the PS2 category. Correct. All right. The other comment I had is I, well, I actually think that, Kingdom, I like Kingdom Hearts 2. I've worn nostalgia for Kingdom Hearts 1. I like Kingdom Hearts 2 in almost every way except story. I think the fluidity of the combat is better. And I didn't realize how wooden Kingdom Hearts 1 feels relative to 2 until I just went, like, Miranda started it and I was watching her play. And I was like, oh, you get, like, I'm like, picked up the controller from her. I was like trying to do like this, like, jumping section. I'm like, this is so much easier in 2. Um, it, it feels a little restrictive. But great game. I do love the game. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to shout I, out. Kingdom there's Hearts nothing too. quite like, you know, facing off with like a Final Fantasy character, like for the first time, like that Sephiroth fight. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Just incredible. And as like a yeah. huge Hercules fan, I think I might have mentioned this in a Hercules episode, just like fighting the Titans and basically everything that happens in the Coliseum is was dope. Cloud. Yeah. You know, all yeah of cloud. It. Yeah. Yeah. You guys mm-hmm. don't remember beating the shit out of Iago? That was my favorite. <laughs> <place>. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right, Dave. All right. Well, even though I'm a GameCube fan, I'm going to go with a PS2 pick first. Because don't you do it, Dave. Dave, what are you picking? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you played back then. But Yeah, neither do I, Aaron. I don't have a clue uh, what you're talking about. This was one of the first that I got when I got my PS2 years later as a greatest hit. And I love the franchise. It's so much fun. Um, I'm going with Ratchet and Clank. Nice. Okay. Okay. It's okay. not Aaron's pick. Cool. Okay. Um, Aaron, I really hope it's not. You're not going to pick an extremely obscure game that no, no one's going to take as your first no, pick. No, I'm not. I'm just this. This game is so close to my heart. But Dave, tell us why. Yeah. I'm sorry, Dave. No. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank. I mean, it just looked. I remember seeing the commercials for it as a kid, and it just looked like fun. Just like you're. It's literally like you're playing a Disney Pixar movie. I mean. The jokes are hilarious and just the whole concept of you buy your weapons and then they slowly just get more powerful as you upgrade them to the point where you're just blowing everything up with one hit on the screen. It's 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 amazing. It's just a great franchise and 
it's still going strong. I mean, they made that movie um, and they still come out with games for it, like on the PS5, which yeah. I don't own a PS5, but when I do, I'm going to get the newest Ratchet and Clank game. Well, and the other good. part, the other part of those games that's fun, like you kind of mentioned, Dave, is you upgrade your guns, and at, by the end of the game, you can just blow everything away with one hit. But that mm -hmm. doesn't make it any less fun. Like if anything, no. that makes it more fun. Whereas other yeah. games, like lesser games, you'd be like, "Oh, I'm bored now." But with Ratchet and Clank, they're always throwing so much at you, and the weapons are so much fun that it never really feels like it's overstated. It's welcome. No, and then when you finish the game, you just start a new game plus with all yeah. your upgraded weapons, and then yeah. you just keep going. Like they they always add like a little something extra at the end of the games in your new game plus, where it's like, oh, you've upgraded all your weapons. Well, now you can upgrade them one more time for a ridiculous amount of money, and then you're just like, well, I gotta get that. I gotta see what happens. <laughs> and some of the guns like. You can turn enemies into chickens or whatever animal they pick for whichever game. It's it's just a blast. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, the Ratchet and Clank series is just a staple of every PlayStation console I've ever owned. Like I've, yeah. I've never I've never not bought one of those games for PlayStation console I've owned. I mean, I think the heart. Uh, like you said before, it's like almost like playing like a Pixar movie. The heart of those characters is like so awesome. Um, yeah. and, uh, I, I think it might've been like one of the first games I ever platinumed. Um, and I, overall oh. I'm just like a huge, huge fan of insomniac games in general. So like shout out to them and like everything they make, I think they make a really solid product consistently. Yeah, they do. They definitely do. Yeah. All right. And now oh. we're at Aaron Ooh, Aaron, you got okay. back to back picks. Yeah. With relief, Ooh. I can pick for PS2 time splitters too nice <laughs> um yeah is, is that is that the one yes yes i would have personally hunted down whoever picked that and took it away from me um <laughs> my friends and i played hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of time splitters 2 we all had it we all had multi-taps we all went to each other's houses to play it um there were a million characters to unlock even though none of them were different they just looked different and they were silly and goofy um, the modes were incredible. We used to play all kinds of modes, capture the flag, like man with the golden gun, uh, team deathbed, like everything. Um, I, there's the actual gameplay aside from the multiplayer is phenomenal. Uh, they do a really good job of stratifying the difficulties, easy, medium, hard. Um, it's the kind of game where once you beat it on normal, you immediately want to go on to hard and extra hard just to see what those added objectives are and see if you can do them. Um, the gun selection is phenomenal. We played Time Splitters 3 when it came out, but 3 was had nothing on 2. 2 was phenomenal. And um, the campaign in 2 was really fun as well. So two for that really reason, bad. I'm going Time Splitters 2. And what's your uh, what's your next pick? Wait, Start I, one, one second. Oh, I will yeah. say Time Splitters 2 is the heir apparent to GoldenEye on N64. It is. Yeah, it no, is, it 100% it is. is. It filled that same space so perfectly. The couch co-op or the split campaign shooter, it's just like so much fun. You have so many great memories of your friends. I feel like um, it, the heir apparent is actually Time Splitters 2, not Perfect Dark. So It is. I agree. Yeah. Oh. Um, and so much of the campaign, you can tell, is very modeled off of GoldenEye. 
Yeah. And allegedly, I, you guys can fact check me on this later. I think a lot of the devs left rare to make time splitters too. So I think the same Ooh. people to, to make that made Goldeneye actually made time splitters too. That I would missed, not surprise me. I missed time splitters too. I, I played it like once and I, I had a good time, but I, I'd never really played it again. And this is making me really want to replay it. I wonder, I wish it would come out on like Switch or something. That's like the, all you could kind of hope for nowadays. If it came out on Switch tomorrow, I would pay a hundred bucks to play it, and I, I would also, and I would play it with you. Yeah, hell yeah! <laughs> I would hope it would be released for a respectable twenty or something. Oh, I yeah, our expectations are so low. Hundred bucks, yeah, for Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll uh, I'll do my back to back. I will take the Sonic Mega Collection for GameCube. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. Let's hear. I want to. I want to hear this, huh. Aaron. Wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think any of us were. I was huh. worried. I I was worried someone would take it just because you were two worried? things. I was worried. I was worried. <laughs> I was. Listen. Listen. I was concerned. Um, Sonic means so very, very much to me. Uh, I grew up playing Sonic. It was one of the first games I had. We had. I was a Genesis boy. Sonic one, two, and three. Sonic Spinball. Um. And the Sonic Mega Collection has all those games. It's all. It also had Sonic CD, uh, which has been really hard to get access to until the new Sonic Origins Collection came out, which is apparently really shitty. Um, and there's like a ton of amazing extra features uh, in the Sonic Mega Collection. So you get Sonic 3, which again, you can't find a lot of uh, collections because of the music rights issues. And you get 3 with the original music. Uh, and you get the other games as well. So for all those reasons, like I just love Sonic. You get like four or five games with this collection. Um, I could replay Sonic 1, 2, and 3 and Sonic CD forever and ever and be perfectly satisfied with my life. What kind of extra features? I think I had this or my brother had it and I never played it. Yeah, a whole uh, lot just of like, artwork and stuff, right? Yeah. Artwork and like soundtrack <laughs> stuff and like unreleased, uh, mm-hmm. like different edits of some of the, the level music and a whole yeah. bunch of and stuff. I, as we all know, the Sonic music rips. So sure does. Good to, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm glad. That, listen, I got those two. I'm good. This draft is done for me. <laughs> it's it's an interesting choice, but as a yeah. as a fellow Sonic lover, uh, as a, a as some might even call me a Sonic apologist. Um, I I respect it. Mad respect. It really, it really wouldn't be a draft of this show if Aaron didn't pick so much from the heart (laughs) that he just kind of said strategy be damned. I do say, you know, my strategy, James, is my strategy in life, which is follow my heart. I I love it. I I love it. I mean, this is the year of that Kingdom Hearts came out. I mean, you got to listen to your heart. Yeah, right. That's yeah, true. That's, that's where, what we all learn. Listen, Dave, Just I unlock to, your heart. Yeah, yeah, I learned to listen to my heart and I learned that friends are good. And if Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> if I hadn't played those games, I never would have learned those lessons. I wouldn't know that friends are good. That's true. We get a final count of how many times the word heart appears in that game. <laughs> We oh, should do a God. we should do a play along episode where we just play the game for sixteen hours yeah. oh and just have just have a counter on the side of the screen yeah that just goes up yeah I have much better things to do with my time <laughs> I think we all do we really <laughs> yeah we can play it on the switch too I mean that's the best way to play it the cloud version is the best it way. Yeah. I don't trust that I don't <laughs> no, trust any of those cloud no. games no it's garbage yeah, yeah no yeah. all right Dave you're up. Okay, wow. Yeah, I'm still kind of taken aback that Aaron 
picked that because he was so worried about someone else picking it. Um, anyway, I'm going to go with my GameCube pick, and I am going to pick Animal Crossing. Oh, the first one. The nice. very first nice. one. Um, it came out in Japan in 2001, but it came out in America in 2002. Yeah, so it's it eligible. Counts. It's... I remember my, looking at it, like my brother and I, we would look at trailers for it and we would be like, this looks like it just looked fun. And we we were big into like the simulation games like SimCity and all that stuff. And I don't know, it just looked like a fun game. And when you're playing it, it's just so charming and cozy. And I, I don't know, I... I I remember just playing so much of it. And whenever it would be a major holiday, like Halloween or Christmas, you always had to log in for Animal Crossing, unless you messed with the internal clock on the Switch. But then you get met with Mr. Rossetti, and it's just... <laughs> no. I remember when that first happened, my brother and I got scared shitless when he's like, oh, you changed the clock. I'm now going to delete your entire file. And then the screen goes black. And you're just like, wait, what? And then it comes back and then he's like, just kidding. But let that be a lesson to you. And we're just like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so much fun. And it it took up a lot of memory for the GameCube, too. It took up like a whole memory card. So how many memory cards did we part? each have? Oh, God. I had two. I think I had three. But one of them was the highest amount that you could have however mm -hmm. many blocks it had um I had three until yeah. the, the big one came out and then i got the big one too yeah i had the yeah. one that had the little button on it and you click the button and it switched over to the other card. oh wow did you guys have one of those fancy yeah no i did not no, i didn't even know that existed never... actually yeah it had like a little know. button on it so you'd slip it in and then if you click the button it would flip over to like another memory set hmm. oh fancy yeah. Yeah, three my... PlayStation twos and a fancy memory card. Yeah, wow. You know, while I was sipping <laughs> champagne in my mansion with my PlayStation twos. Yeah, damn. Testament to where the chips were at that point, that would have been easier to create a switch from one to the other than to actually produce a chip <laughs> with the score. Yeah. Uh, wow. But but yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know if there's much more I can talk about Animal Crossing. Um, what what, what mean, did you collect? What did I was obsessed with the gyroids. I oh like, yeah, I I loved the gyroids. Yeah, absolutely loved the gyroids. Um, I was very. And they had the like NES games in the game as well. That was fantastic. Yes, which I don't know why they took that feature out of like the newest Animal Crossing that came out because you could play like Balloon Fight and Ice Climbers, like all these classic NES games, and it had the um. The e-reader thing. I, oh wait, no. Did this? Did the original Animal Crossing have the e-reader compatibility? Um, I think it did. I think that's maybe. how you got the N sixty Nintendo games. Oh but yeah, maybe. it is. Yep, it is. You would yeah. slide in the little card, and you would buy the packs yeah. and say like Balloon Fight or whatever. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that was really cool. And I don't know. The original Animal Crossing. It taught all of us how to save up money to pay off our debt i mean it got us ready to be adults so yeah it's true yeah we learn how to be parenting. friends who needs parenting when you have tom nook yeah. that's true exactly and kingdom yeah. hearts 
Yeah, heart, <laughs> hearts and money. That's all that matters. Friendship and money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. That's my GameCube pick. All right, Michael. All right. Uh, I'm going to take Sonic Adventure 2 Battle for my God game. damn it. That really was, yeah. shocked that David and Aaron did not take this game. I, I, I almost that. did. I almost did. What kept me from doing it is just the quantity of games in the Mega Collection, but I do love Adventure 2. <laughs> Dave and Aaron not taking this, I thought there was a moment where I was like, is this actually going to fall to me? <laughs> <laughs> There's no, I'm, 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 I, that was foolish of me to think because it was, it was why would it? It was going to be my next <clears throat> pick. Oh, damn. So. Obviously, by everyone's re- uh, reactions, this game rules. Yeah, I think it, I think it improves on like the first one in almost every way. Um, that the music absolutely bangs. I still listen to a lot of the soundtrack to this day. Yeah. Um, gameplay wise and level design, I think it's it's peak 3D Sonic. Um, and uh, I think. <laughs> I was like really into the the chow raising as well. I, me yes. and my sister had a chow. We would just feed it these you know animals that we collected. And uh, I think my little sister, uh, which shout out to Michelle, I keep men- mentioning her, uh, but she named it Schnookums. So it was just <laughs> like the three of us against the world, like me and Michelle and Schnookums taking on the rest of the chows during the races. And, nice. Uh, I'm, I mean. I can't say enough about this game. I played it, it forever, and as a fan of like Sonic in general, I. I, I would say this probably it's probably tied for my favorite Sonic game. Well, and I mean, in this game, we should say like you get to play as the villains, which you've never been able to do before. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. And then it introduced Shadow, which say what you will about Shadow the Edge Lord, but he's now <laughs> now like he's part and parcel with Sonic. Like he's he's in it now. Like Shadow is part of Sonic mm-hmm. Lore forever. He got his own game that only he, Jason Patel played. Yeah, where you like, where you just blow away police officers with a gun. Wow, that's edgy for the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, Shadow, Shadow's awesome. I, I don't understand why they decided to like. We're gonna differentiate him by changing his color and giving him like jet roller skates, but which are way awesomer. <laughs> it's true. I, I don't know if anyone else is in the camp of like not having a Dreamcast, but I this was the first time I played Sonic Adventure 2. Um, yeah, truly. I think this is probably easily my favorite Sonic game, but I'm I don't want to litigate this here, but I'm also probably might be the least big Sonic fan of all of us on this <laughs> on this chat. Well, shout out to Amy well, Rose for being a badass in the battle mode, too. Exactly. True. I was going to say the <clears throat> battle mode was the new inclusion for the GameCube version of it yeah. and playing as amy jimmy i don't know if you remember i, I remember it was we, we <laughs> yeah. i tried to ban amy it was bullshit yeah yeah you guys all wanted her banned and because i would play as her and i'd be like oh i'm just gonna slow down collect all the coins and just yeah slow everyone else down but like, like she had us slow down for like 30 seconds it was bullshit yeah, it was yeah it was fantastic and once i figured that out i was like fine you all are making fun of her because she's the girl character. I'm like, I'm gonna beat y'all with the girl. You character. <laughs> won. You won basically 100 percent of the time playing as Amy. And I, I will say, yeah. I will admit. Now we don't have to go into this. This is like for a whole nother episode. You and I could just do on this. <laughs> but a lot of my wanting Amy banned. I was a fan of like not banning anyone back in the golden eye days. Like I, I had a little stint with banning Oddjob, but eventually I was like, I don't oh. care. I'm, I'm too good. I don't need. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're Oddjob. 
I was bitter about Amy because you all wouldn't want me to be Marth. And that I held that against all of you. <laughs> so anytime I got to like tell you guys I wanted to ban one of your characters and anything, I would do it. Oh, uh, you know, you got it. banned from being Marth. They wouldn't like me using counter. Oh, well, then they just would, need to. You guys need I to got, get good. Then I was good. I played. No, I no, you were. And in yeah. your, in fairness to you, it was really our mutual uh, friend at the time, uh, Mike, who uh, would uh, <laughs> Mike Matia, who would uh, get all butthurt about me being Marth. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Then got to high school and discovered the real competition. <laughs> yeah. Then, then I got to high school and then I was like, okay, we got one guy who just uses only left C with Falco. Uh, <laughs> the double shout out to our, our mutual friend there. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry, Michael, for uh, hijacking your Sonic conversation. No, no. I Please more. It's all- <laughs> no, I'm not going to, I'm just- not, I'm not going to cry and complain about, uh, <laughs> I mean, those about playing games in high school game. yeah can, can they do st- still quite bitter about i really it. am I, I really haven't processed that uh right that yet yeah just, just back all on those slow downs all like slow downs from amy yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 all right jason they commissioned a rap for knuckles okay this game had everything oh my aquatic the mine pump, are you kidding me rap aquatic mine pumpkin hill to me i'm just gonna creep Come on. <laughs> Masterpieces. Right. Yeah. All right, Jason. I, I actually don't have a clue what you're going to pick. Oh, it's me. Yeah. Well, there there are so many of my picks left. I didn't expect this to happen. So I guess I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go strategic. Um and I don't think this one is gonna be there for that much longer if I don't choose it. And I think, James, you might choose it. So I'm going to go with a multi-platform pick. And I'm going to go oh, no. with Resident Evil, the 2002 remake. Oh. Uh, it is not eligible for multi-platform release. It has it's to be not- mul- multiple platforms in the same year. Did it not come out? Uh, it was It was um, a GameCube exclusive for a long time. Are you uh, sure? Positive. Sure yeah, I no, it was. Like- yeah. It was. It could be. Capcom had an exclusive deal with Nintendo for a while. It's why Resident Evil Four came out for GameCube first, and then later came out for other consoles. I think they had a deal to make four games for GameCube, and they made yeah, three. yeah, mm. yeah. That's interesting. Okay, you could take it in your wild card. I could, uh, but it's less attractive to me as a wild card pick. Yeah, but there's blood in the water now. Now people, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. This is what right. if I take it? Yeah, exactly. I got back to back picks. You do have back to back picks. All right, I am gonna go with. You know, I'll go with Metroid Fusion for the GBA. Oh nice. gosh, man! I did not think that was gonna get to me, and it almost did. Uh... Almost did, but I'm not gonna let you have two Metroids. Uh, it's fair. <laughs> and beautiful game, uh, incredible follow up, uh, and and to to pair this in the same year as Metroid Prime, what a stellar uh, year for Samus Aran. 
Yeah. Uh, and they connect. You can connect the yeah. GBA to the GameCube and have uh like interplay between the two. I remember like that blowing my mind. Um, isn't it kind of funny both of them got re-released this year? Oh yeah. Yeah. Damn. I didn't think about that. Great game. Yeah. Yeah, Excellent. I don't I don't really have too much to to <clears throat> say about it. Just like stellar classic gameplay. It didn't reinvent the wheel but it didn't need to just really clever clever take the story was compelling loved everything about it and yeah. I, I think this, i would say that this year i might have played more game boy advance than anything else uh, there were so mm-hmm. many good game boy advance games this year the game boy advance were, mm-hmm. you were saying gamecube might have had the best roster of games probably true based on the top titles but mm-hmm. As a deep list and the things that were getting released and re-released on on Game Boy Advance this year, hands down, there you could play just Game Boy Advance all of this year. You would be perfectly happy. Yeah, I've uh, I've true. said that if the 3DS didn't exist, my, the Game Boy Advance would be like my desert island system, just because the library is so crazy huge and there's so many good games. Yeah, I I am in a really weird spot right now because. There are games that I just I do not feel are going to fall to me. And I also could really screw myself over based on what I use my wild card on and my PS2 pick on. But I have I have a well, okay. I guess the first thing I'm going to do is I am going to take Resident Evil uh, and I was going to take it um, for my wild card if I was able to. So I will be doing that. Um. That was the first time I had ever played Resident Evil uh, in. I never played the original until later and totally like, I mean, without really having the first one for reference, just completely blown away by the graphics. I think we all were like that. That that was like the best graphics on any console for like at least a couple years afterwards. Yeah. Uh, um, especially else. yeah not to interrupt you but i mm, of course. played the first game with my brothers uh for ps1 and so seeing the first game and seeing it as long as we had played through it and then seeing the change to the gamecube was <clears throat> like just mind-blowing like yeah. absolutely mind-blowing yeah um all right man this is hard because i think i have to use my I, I can't decide if I want to take this in PS2 or multi-platform release but there's a game that I really don't need to take until later I think but I don't know if anyone else would take it and I I think I just got to take it now because and the rest of my strategy be damned and maybe this will come back to bite me but it's I'm going to take the game that for I think for the console that I played actually no I'm I'm gonna take it for multi platform release because I I played this mostly on PS2 but I played a lot of it on GameCube also. Speaking of multi taps, uh, speaking of heir appearance to GoldenEye, I'm oh, taking God. 007 Nightfire. God mm. damn it! <laughs> in my multi platform release. I uh I never played Nightfire. Tell me about it. I yes, Jimmy, tell him about Nightfire. <laughs> I love this game, and Dave and I like we played this a lot. Uh, and I I played this with like three different like friend groups like so so much, and 
some of the best times I ever played it was with Dave and company. Um, it, I just think, I mean, so two, I think two games came out this year for a uh, two bond games, agent under fire and night fire agent under fire. Right. was like a weird game. It was not, it was a bond game in like skin only in a way. Like it was a, I feel like it was a little bit more like team fortress. I, I don't, maybe not exactly, but it just, it was a little different. It didn't play like a golden eye game. And as someone who liked golden eye and like, liked perfect dark, didn't play time splitters too. I kind of was like waiting for another bond game to really capture me. And I remember playing agent under fire a lot because I was like, this is all I have. I love bond games and I love playing them with groups of friends, but Nightfire, not only did it have a really fun single player, which I'm not really going to talk about much, mm-hmm. just cool locations and like pretty good graphics. The multiplayer was just so damn fun. It had really, really, really good maps, especially two of them, which we probably played at nauseum. Um, just getting a bunch of people, like four people together doing team and having like those levels, like the, the snow hill where you've got like the yes. castle up top and the cabin down below <laughs> or, or like the, the ravine that had the cable car that goes over and just having yes. sniper duels was just the <laughs> most fun. It, it is, it's, it's, that game is so good. I, I, I wish I could go on endlessly about all the different ways that we tried to play this game even though we probably did the sniper thing the most. Um, yeah, it was it was either the sniper or mm-hmm. in that snow level, you would have the rocket launcher and someone would go into the castle and just shoot everyone trying yep. to like come up the hill. It was so much fun. Yeah. It, it, so, it, it, yeah. If I understand this correctly, the sniper duel, you're on these like slowly moving. No, wow. it's actually it's it, they're all the same. And it, I think there might have just been like one or two. But either way, like we're all you're just, just from across the map. Just like, yeah, oh my God, this is coming back to me. I couldn't picture it. And then as you were describing it, it just rushed back to me. Absolutely. Yeah, well, it's so well, much when someone would just get fed up. They're like, I'm so sick of this bullshit of waiting to get like sniped. I'm getting on. I'm, I'm getting stir crazy. I'm getting on the cable car. And I'm going over there and I'm killing them in <laughs> yes. person. And then every the other two people would just be like shooting the person and there was a way to get across without getting shot but it was really hard like you had to just well you had to go to the right side of like yeah yeah. you had to like duck and hide in the cable car a certain way because this you could snipe the person out even if like their foot was showing yeah you could hit the foot and kill them yeah it was so funny (laughs) it was so oh my god it was so much fun but yeah it's okay i could go on endlessly about it i I, I've got to take it for my multi-platform release, possibly at the risk of losing my PS2, PC, and Game Boy Advance picks that I really want. Um, but that's okay because I, I this I played so this this game so much, and um, this was really the only game or the game I wanted most for multi-platform release. So, yeah. God damn it! Um, all right, back to Jason. I think you got another one, don't you? No, I, I took I took Resident Evil in my wild card that's and right. uh, Nightfire my multi platform release. That's right. That's right. How could I forget? Um, I am gonna go. Okay, so let's set the scene. Um, I wasn't a huge PC gamer, but let's let's go back to when dial up internet was a thing. Because yes. oh yeah, that is the that is our childhood. That is what we grew up with. Uh, the the sweet sound of whatever mechanical grinding that machine had to make to get us online 
Uh, I uh, started online with Civilization 2, and I was a huge StarCraft fan back in the day. Uh, loved StarCraft. So as a follow-up to that and kind of through that trajectory in my PC gaming, I'm going to go with oh, Warcraft no. 3. Jason! Uh, I played ah. a ton of Warcraft 3 with friends. I It is the only Warcraft game I've ever played outside of playing world of warcraft for all of six hours before i was like no i can't do this uh there was i mean so much to to warcraft 3 the the strategy the hero i I remember distinctly the hero i don't remember i don't think i ever completed the campaign i just played online a lot uh had a ton of fun probably didn't really know what i was doing um but yeah i hours and hours on on end online warcraft 3 Nice. It's a game that I, I, I know multiple of you have played, and I hadn't, and so I was really hoping that someone would use their PC pick on this, so I could get mine. <laughs> so selfishly, thank you for taking Warcraft Three. Anytime. <laughs> Anyone else got something to say about Warcraft Three? It sounds like you do, Aaron. Yeah, I just uh, my brothers and I <laughs> played a ton of Warcraft Two: uh, Tides of Darkness. And they had Warcraft 3. We also played Command and Conquer. And I remember, like, my brothers are older, so they would definitely, like, shunt older games onto me. Like, we get to play the new one. You can play the old one. So I remember playing a lot of Warcraft 2, and they didn't, like, want to let me play Warcraft 3. So I would, like, sneak my Warcraft 3 sessions. Um, So, yeah, I played way more Warcraft 2, but those games hold up, and they are really, really fun. Nice. Back to Michael. This is uh, this is getting difficult. As someone who's trying to draft with their heart, there's a couple picks here that I don't I don't know which one one to pick, but I think with my wild card, I'm gonna go with Eternal Darkness. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. So this game is one of the most undervalued like survival horror games i think it's awesome it's a shame it's not it's not more successful um for whatever reason like there's many people didn't play it on gamecube um i thought that the combat was awesome like the aim system where you could like target limbs or like the head uh when you're swinging at people was sweet and then i mean i'd be remiss if i didn't speak about the uh the insanity uh meter where like the game actually just dives so deep into just chaos and fuckery where it's just messing with you there's like randomly like they'll it'll, they'll be tell you that it's just in a demo or that you lost your save file or like the the character will start like shrinking or like there'll be random knocks and i i think it's like the only game that i can really remember at least that i've played extensively where like the game is actually messing more with the player than with the actual character in the game and uh, I just thought it was so unique and uh, and like simultaneously creepy. So I loved it. It's an awesome pick. Yeah, I'm really shocked that there hasn't been um, like an eternal darkness, eternal darkness alike. Uh, just because of the cult following it has, you would think someone would kind of take the reins and kind of do something like that. But yeah, I haven't really seen yeah. anything um, indie or AAA that even approaches what Eternal Darkness was trying to do. I want Eternal Dark Lists, the game you just you just <laughs> announced. Eternal Dark Yeah, it's like Midsommar, yeah. the game. 
Oh my god! Imagine an <laughs> eternal darkness with like daylight horror. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I can pull it off. All right, well, Dave. What I would up. do for a oh. remake? I, I would totally play a remaster. Oh like, man! Oh, 100 percent. Absolutely. Yeah. I would go back and play the original and bust out the GameCube. But right, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's. I think there's a really healthy amount of people that would play a re-release. So Nintendo, I know you listen to this podcast. Get on it, <laughs> Don. Dondo, I was I was at the Filios or one of the last times we were at the Filios, and I I see Eternal Darkness in their closet. And I'm like, can I have that? And Matt's like, I don't, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> I don't even know if it, I don't even know if it was his to give. I'm pretty sure that's mine. <laughs> it's mine now. You got to prove it. <laughs> like half my belongings have ended up at that household. So, um, well, if you can't I, find your copy, I'll give it to you. No, it's, it's, it's all good. I rented also, it in Blockbuster, and I remember having to re-rent it to play the other path because there's multiple. Yeah different pathways you can choose through the game yeah so. yeah I, I think i i play like immediately played it through all three times because you could pick uh one of three ways that your stats are built at the beginning and mm-hmm. uh, and i think i like immediately played it all through like the three different ways um uh I, it gives me honestly the game gives me like a, an evil dead feel too it's like yeah it's like creepy but like simultaneously kind of like goofy and funny so i um i really enjoy it and would totally play a re-release or just replay the original so yeah it's a great pick i i was tempted to take that instead of resident evil but i i had to go with the one that i have more nostalgia for and played more i almost picked it too that was that was yeah. supposed to be my third pick but warcraft 3 is a pretty <laughs> solid speaking for i mean I've, I've never played warcraft 3 but as someone who knows the reputation of warcraft 3 i'd say you did pretty pretty well no regrets jason <clears throat> yeah tough choice all right, Dave. All right. Well, I'm I'm shocked that my next pick hasn't been chosen already, especially since we all wanted Wind Waker to be released in this year. But there was a Zelda that came out this year. So for my Game Boy pick, I'm going with A Link to the Past and Four Swords. Tell us. Um, Tell us why. I mean, we... <laughs> Well, I mean, A Link to the Past, it's a classic. It's um, It came out for the Super Nintendo, and it's still regarded as one of the best Zelda games made. But what I really liked with this release was the inclusion of Four Swords, because my brother and I, we each had a Game Boy, and you could <clears throat> link them up and play this fun new multiplayer Zelda adventure. And... I thought it was actually really well done and it must have been pretty popular because then they made a GameCube version a few years later. But Was that the same version? Because I played the GameCube it, one. I didn't know. No. I never played this one for Game Boy Advance. No, no, they're they're completely different. The GameCube one oh, okay. is pretty much a sequel to the Four Swords mm. um, one for the Game Boy. Um, but it's basically the same thing. The Game Boy, the GameCube one just has... Um, I think it just added a little bit more, like more items and, of course, better graphics. But mm-hmm. still, the one for the Game Boy, like it, it just was a lot of fun. I nice. mean, I just remember sitting in my room with my brother, just our link cables connected, and we're just playing through um, the Four Swords adventure part, and or not adventure, just yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's Zelda. Everyone loves Zelda. 
So it's true. Yeah. Well, and not to mention it's packaged with one of the greatest games of all time. Exactly. It's like and, and <laughs> talk about four swords, but the the other game that's attached to it is also an incredible game. Oh, right? exactly. Well, and like you said, Jason, um, the Game Boy this year, like when I was looking through the list, I was like, it really had a good year. Like a lot of good re-releases, but I think this re-release was the top of the list. I'm I'm glad you I'm, I am glad you you spent some time on Four Swords. One is someone who didn't play it, and second is like we I, I think we've all played Link to the Past and know how great it is. And I so I appreciate hearing like why like that Four Swords was really awesome too, and that yeah uh, that you guys played. I'm surprised that we never played this together. I mean, I guess I didn't own it, but I'm surprised I never like saw that you owned it and then bought it and then played oh yeah it with you. yeah my brother my brother and I we each had a copy of this and played it like crazy. Nice. I might still have my copy. I don't know. In that vein, Dave or any of you others, uh, if you guys ever want to play Triforce Heroes, <laughs> oh yeah, oh wait, I forgot to buy it, Aaron. But I, I found a I found a used copy online. That people yeah, are selling used no, copies for, for pretty cheap. Dave, have you tried Triforce Heroes? I have not. No. I, uh, is it good? Is it actually good? It's even playing by yourself where you have to swap between the little totem links. It's actually really fun. I imagine if you had two other real humans, it would be a blast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Aaron, you, you've got yeah. some uh, back-to-back sure picks. Do. All right. Um, for my multi-platform release, I'm going to go with Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Son of a bitch. Yes. yes. I got it. That was going to be the next one. I oh, got fuck. it. Um, so what a great game sorry go ahead it was a great game but if you looked at the list you would and you would see a lot of lord of the rings games this year both fellowship of the ring lord of the rings two towers uh lord of the rings was huge fellowship of the ring had come out two towers had come out return of the king had yet to come out uh i saw the fellowship of the ring as soon as it came out and my mind was blown my dad read the hobbit to me as a little kid um so i love the hobbit but then when he was like, oh, there's these other books that you could read that are sequels. And I saw that they were like this thick. And as a little kid, I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> but I saw Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring and it blew my mind. And I devoured the books immediately uh, after that. And when this video game came out, I'm like, they've got movies, they've got books, they've got video games like Lord of the Rings is my jam. I played this game ad nauseum. And I remember I had it was either a Nintendo Power or a Game Informer. That came with a demo disc and it had Aragon or Aragorn, not Aragon the Dragon Tamer, <laughs> who is also great. Aragorn, the heir to uh Gondor. Yeah. Um, no, it had him on the cover. And I remember reading that article, like reading that magazine again and again and again, getting so hyped up for the game. And when it came out, um, you know, like by today's standards, it's pretty simple. It's like a hack and slash. Uh, but back then it was great. And just being filled with the lore and the iconography of Lord of the Rings just pushed it over the edge. Now, if I could choose between the two towers and the sequel Return of the King, um, Return of the King was definitely better, had definitely. more to do, more characters, but I really love Two Towers. Because you could play as fucking Legolas. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I played the shit out of both of those games. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And two, Excellent because pick. Both of them came out before their respected movies. And um, I remember when tie-in games did this a lot, there'd be movie clips, right? Before the movie came out. So you got to see a little preview. Um, reminds me a little bit of Enter the Matrix, which kind of did something similar. 
Oh my god, I would love. We should do Enter the Matrix for I, an episode, Aaron. I would do Enter the Matrix at the drop of a hat. I, I play that loved game. that game. I love that game. I played it on PS2 and GameCube. And but can we agree that it also sucked total ass? Oh, it sucked horribly, <laughs> but it was fun. It was amazing. Yeah, so yeah. much fun. Oh man, um, so we got it. We got to do it. Call me up when we do that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get this whole group and we'll do it together. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that's multi-platform. Uh, I'm gonna pick my Game Boy Advance pick, and I'm gonna pick Castlevania Harmony of Dissonance. I knew it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, some of the Game Boy Advance Castlevanias run together for me. There's Circle of the Moon, Harmony of Dissonance, and Aria of Sorrow. Um, I believe of those three, Aria of Sorrow is probably the best, if I remember correctly. Um, Circle so, of the Moon sure, yeah. is kind of kind of like a reboot for the series. Um, but Harmony of Dissonance kind of goes in the middle. And it's just a great ca- Castlevania game for the Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance had, like I said, several of these. Um, I can't even remember what makes Harmony of Dissonance different from the other two. I just remember they're all really solid. And art a style is a is a huge one. I mean, gameplay is and it? art style, it, and it's the one. And you and I talked about this one that ca- the collection came out for Switch. Like I immediately replayed Circle of the Moon because I played that game a ton of times. And you were like, "No, no, no, Harmony of Dissonance." So I tried it, and I haven't finished it yet. And it, it's it's just it's different. It's 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 odd, and, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's interesting. It, it it almost plays a little different than your average Castlevania game. I feel like Harmony of Dissonance is kind of like the black sheep of the Castlevania family. A little bit, and like I said, Castlevania Circle of the Moon in a lot of other regions was just released as Castlevania. Um, oh, that's that weird. one. Yeah, because it was kind of meant to be a reboot for the series on Game mm-hmm. Boy Advance. So Circle of the Moon compared to something like Harmony of Dissonance is a little bit simpler and more straightforward. Yeah. Whereas Harmony of Dissonance, kind of like you said, it has a little bit more going on to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are my picks. Nice picks. Dave? Good. Uh, this is getting tougher as it goes on. Uh, I think I'm going to go with my wild card pick. And I'm going to pick uh super monkey ball too yes nice. i was hoping you would do that <laughs> yeah because you're the only I one mean, that i would have thought would pick it <laughs> yep i mean this was another one that was kind of in our rotation of games that we played um mainly the multiplayer because the multiplayer is a lot of fun in this game it's a shit show it's a shit sh- especially the monkey targets oh my god yeah i mean like we would play that constantly all but, night yeah um I mean, yeah, it's the sequel to Super Monkey Ball, uh, the main game itself, where you just all the all the different levels and puzzles that you play. It's it's just fun. Like, just tell us a little around. bit. Yeah, tell us a little bit about how those games work, because yeah, if you so, if you never heard of Super Monkey Ball or played it, they're very unique. They are. So when you look at it, like if you watch a trailer or something, you think, oh, you're in control of the monkey. No, you're actually controlling the entire (laughs) stage. And you're just like rolling the monkey that's in the ball around. Um, And basically each stage is just one giant course and you just have to lead the monkey to the finish line uh, without having it fall off the stage. And I don't even know how many levels there were. There were a ton of levels. And just to try to master each one was crazy. Um, but what made this release fun too was 
they introduced a multiplayer party mode where it had all these mini games, sort of like a Mario Party type thing. Like you had racing, you had like boxing, you had uh, a target game where you had to land your monkey on the targets to get points. Um, oh God, there was like a dog fight too. Like they threw yeah. everything into this game. And it it's it's just a lot of fun. I mean, yeah. I, I really wish they would just remaster this one game instead of coming out with like, oh, it's a Super Monkey Ball collection. It's like, no, I just want Super Monkey Ball two remastered. Absolutely, like th- this yeah. this game combined with like Nightfire, <laughs> Melee, and like Sonic Adventure Two Battle were like every sleepover <laughs> it, it basically yes yeah. yes it was it um was, uh, can i give you a preview of what a ps2 kid sleepover was like <laughs> time splitters too time splitters too but also a lot of watching our friend nate run around trying to recruit blitzball players in final fantasy <laughs> you know back back then that's that was like a good night yeah, it was. But it like now, was. I would I would gouge my eyes out <laughs> to watch that. I think I spent an entire weekend watching one of my friends trying to complete the Chocobo Challenge oh with Titus oh, in the planes, oh, like uh... avoiding the birds. Oh, no. <laughs> I think Jason and I probably had at least one night where we're like, we're we're playing through a Metal Gear Solid game, and then we just say, "Story be damned, let's do some pull ups and get our grip strength up <laughs> for for just like an hour." And then whoever is watching the game is just like, "Just play the damn game." <laughs> no, no uh, time for that. Nope. All night. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great pick. Great pick. Yeah. All right, Michael. Um. Well, I am at a loss on what I'm going to pick. Um, but I'm going to pick for GBA, I'm going to pick Tactics Ogre. Nice. Um, so I love strategy. RPG games are like one of my favorite um, kind of genres of games. And I mean, I, this game is basically the foundation for everything that Final Fantasy Tactics becomes. So like, it's it's almost literally the same game. The creator of of this franchise, um, when he worked for, the, for Quest, basically left Quest to go to Square at that time to make Final Fantasy Tactics. And then they, Square Enix literally bought Quest to develop the later Final Fantasy Tactics games. So um, it's just like, kind of the foundation of uh, everything I love about that franchise. I think the class system is super deep. Um, the sprites are beautiful. I think arguably this is one of the prettiest games on GBA. Um, and uh, I'm, I think even like on a long road trip, if I ever had to do one of those again, it would be definitely one <laughs> of the games I would, I would, uh, I would play on GBA if I had a choice. Only during the daytime though. Right. If you were playing your original GBA. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the remake came out for Switch this year and I played a little bit of it and uh, you can, I mean, the DNA is there. It's basically yeah. the precursor to Final Fantasy Tactics. For sure. For sure. It's like uh, what it, what it, what Tactics eventually did though, right? It was because Tactics Ogre, the original, well, did Tactics it came Ogre, out, come out before the original Tactics? 
I think this game came out after Tactics, uh, Final mm. Fantasy Tactics. So I think right. Tactics Ogre okay. was the first one, and then this was the sequel. The GBA one was the sequel to Tactics Ogre. Mm. Yeah. So, but it's it's like the foundation of of everything I love about the genre. Um, yeah. I still remember playing that game, like the shit out of that game on GBA. So um, that's my choice. Nice. Jason, I'm very excited to see um, what these deep cuts are that no one's picked that you're going to get now. Oh, my God. But I mean, I'm torn. So my current pick, <clears throat> I'm I'm torn uh, because there's a GBA game that I love uh, that I, I would pick, but there's also a game that means a lot to me and I didn't play it on the console that it came out for this year, but I I did I do love the game. Is that fair game? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I feel kind of cheap about it though. I don't no, know. no, I'm I get an Xbox, but I feel like this is what this is what Xbox is meant to be used for, right? Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. yes. And does it say we own it? We never yeah. had it. I've, I've watched somebody right. play it once at someone's because house because no one owned an Xbox. And I think this goes to what we're the fact that, like, I think we all know what you're about to pick now, which says a lot about the state of Xbox in 2002. Yes, so I'm gonna go ahead and pick Metal Gear Solid 2 Substance because oh, I love Metal Gear, I love Metal Gear Solid, the series, uh, near and dear to my heart. It's really to me the only game that does what it does it's the only series of games that really that 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 has well i mean and you can talk ad nauseum about kojima and the kind of cinematic universe he creates and the way that playing a game is also a film um this is i would say this isn't my favorite uh game in the series because once again as a gamecube guy uh, the first Metal Gear Solid game that I would have played was Metal Gear Solid, the Twin Snakes on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. But I have distinct remember, I have distinct memories of sleepovers, watching people play Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty on the PS2, uh, being completely like captivated by it um, and wanting to revisit it. And I think I actually probably played two after I had played three mm-hmm. so i won three two and then went you know back to the the original releases uh metal gear 2 shout out fantastic game uh i hope they're listening <laughs> characters uh otacon <laughs> See, when you said xbox uh, i thought you were going to pick the other big stealth game that came out this year i actually also thought that i i, I actually forgot that substance came out but, for this year I, but uh metal gear solid sons of liberty was awesome like such an awesome game like I, I played the shit out of that game i don't think i ever played substance because like a like a rational person i never owned an xbox but um <laughs> i'm loving all of this <laughs> <laughs> I had like three good games. <laughs> and three, I honest, honestly, I almost picked three. If if Internal Darkness was not there for Wildcard, I would. There's three Xbox games that I was going to pick there. But there's there's uh, one I had on the back burner that yeah. was sick. Um, but 
Yeah, I, I think, you know, Kojima um, and uh, I almost picked, actually almost picked Zone of the Enders, Fist of Mars for my GBA game because um, I, I think that is just such an underrated GBA game um, and like uh, one of the most underappreciated Kojima, uh, I guess, intellectual properties that he's created. Like I, not enough people are into Zone of the Enders. Um, I think it's an awesome series. Um, but yeah, obviously Metal Gear Solid is is will be always synonymous with him and, and his creation. So yeah. awesome. Anything else to say about Metal Gear Solid? I mean, we, we Metal Gear Solid is one of those things that's going to like come up on multiple drafts inevitably. Um, so maybe we maybe we we litigate that uh, at a later date. But if only that Oscar Isaac should play <clears throat> Solid Snake. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, that's, like that's that. all I have to say. You don't want Seth Rogen to play him. Well, I just have Seth Rogen play all my other beloved characters. He's not going to do. He's he's not going to do a voice though, guys. So don't even ask him. Right. It's not going to be Solid Snake. It's just going to no. be me, Seth Rogen. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm actually I'm kind of shocked, but I'm also kind of not. I like I know this group of people, and I I'm I'm, I'm a little surprised, but I, I'm my strategy I guess paid off. I'm going to take uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City in my PS2 pick. Um, very uh, very respectable. I I so I did not play of the three that came out for the PS2 area era. I played three the most, and this was a close second. I didn't play San Andreas that much, um, but it was arguably a better game than these two. But the style of Vice City took everything that I loved about Grand Theft Auto Three and like going over to friends' houses who people who had PS2s and um, just you know, wrecking havoc and just like adding an awesome Miami vice skin to it. It was just and the soundtrack was the 80 soundtrack was so good. I, I do think that this game is, I, I like this game more than Grand Theft Auto three, but like there was a solid period of time where like going over a couple friends houses and like sleepovers and stuff, we were just only playing this game. And I think it was the same when like Grand Theft Auto three came out, which will, I'm sure is something that we'll all be talking about the year that um, that game came out. And if you're anything like me and my friends, uh, you didn't do the missions. You just caused chaos and got flamethrowers and just burned everything. The only time you like do the missions is when you realize like, oh, I can't go to that like island unless I unless I do the missions or like I can't get that weapon (laughs) or that car like that. You know, that's the only time to do it. Um, I I, the great game. I I'm if this was like a year where I was in this exact same position and San Andreas was the only pick that I would have really been able to take. I would have felt weirder about it just because I wasn't as like passionate about that game, but kind of fell off on Grand Theft Auto. But man, I have such great memories playing Vice City. So that's, that's my, sure. uh, that's my pick. Um, um, just real quick. Yeah. I, I feel like this era is like the era where like voice acting in video games kind of really started to take off too. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's where we started getting like actually legit uh, people um, contributing their work to like these awesome stories. I mean, like this game had Ray Liotta and Dennis Hopper in it. Yeah. I, and I, I like everything you said. This game is like super funny. And Miami is such an awesome backdrop, um, especially in the 80s. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's fun looking back at this year because like Final Fantasy 10 came out the year before. It was the first uh, Final Fantasy game to uh, feature voice actors like <clears throat> they had big time actors in this game. You had like actual actors from the Lord of the Rings games giving their their voice work to like two towers and stuff. So it's like interesting, like this was really the era where 
that aspect of gaming kind of in my mind at least really started to take off yeah but i mean i'm sure we all miss lines like you were almost a jill sandwich (laughs) (laughs) i mean true pros and cons right yeah right um okay i'm in the the small minority let me just chime in and say of course everything about the grand theft auto series honestly that's so so fair it is fair it's it's i i think i picked up grand theft auto 4 because it you know was so highly lauded and there was you know morality that was at play apparently and this is way beyond 2002 but yeah, uh, you know the same memories that you really enjoyed. I remembered sitting around while people just ran around, you know, mm-hmm. helicopters and shooting things, and I was like, "Wow, I'm so bored." Why am I so bored? <clears throat> if I, I could, die- I didn't have a PS2, so I could never access the story. I would have played the. St- I would have been like the one nerd who was like playing the story and figuring out why the heck I'm <laughs> even in this place. Yeah, uh, but. Yeah, I just it it I, it never did it for me. I never connected with the. I mean, I could understand why it was fun for people, mm-hmm. but it was never fun for me. I, unpacking that a little bit, I came from like my fa- like my family. Like I wasn't allowed to do a lot of things and like play certain games and stuff, uh, and watch certain movies. And so, <laughs> I obviously was one of those people who like wanted to play Grand Theft Auto for that. Like, it was like such a rush to like, but honestly, even more like than just like mowing everyone down. And my favorite thing to do was just get a motorcycle, take it off a ramp and kill myself with it, <laughs> you know, just like ram it into a building. Like that's, that was my favorite stuff to do. And I, I do think that if I had played this game by myself, I would have had significantly less fun than playing it with friends in the room who are arguing over what car to get or you know, like we had a friend who would like, he would get the Banshee and then if any car nicked it or a bullet or anything, he would get out of it and blow it up and go back and get another one. <laughs> like just weird things like that. Like it's, it's really just like an, it was more of an experience that I, and like, and the, I associate this with and, and my, my, you know, elaborating on like, you know, the graphics and, and the, and the music. I mean, that's, that's some flavor, but I really think that the majority of my enjoyment of the, of those games were, were just playing it with people. And like I, I, by the time Grand Theft Auto 4, Grand Theft Auto 4 came out, I was kind of like, I lost, I didn't really care about Grand Theft Auto though. I did play five and it was actually pretty good, but like I could do without Grand Theft Auto. Like I haven't picked up, picked up that collection for switch or any other console. Like I'm kind of, past that i don't need it anymore the um, social aspect really driving the you know the multiplayer game yeah. that's a single player game that's something you know yeah i, I think most, like the multi uh the community aspect is driving a lot of our picks which i love um because yeah. this is the era of like where we all war you know i don't know if we all any of us actually said it but like, you know, we're all now like in almost in our mid-30s and it's like back then that was like when we were yeah seventh eighth grade and it was perfect for these types of games. It so. should be noted that I would literally drop everything in my life right now to play any of these in a group again. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with my PC pick. So I don't have like a ton to say about this in that, like I, I played probably only two PC games this year. Or I mean, I played some other games that didn't come out this year on PC. Um, but a game that I played online it was one of the first pc games i ever played online possibly actually the second um just with one friend 
and had an absolute blast doing it. And this is a series I don't care about anymore. I have no lingering connection, but I have extremely fond memories just having a blast playing Medal of Honor Allied Assault. Mm. Um, This game was so much fun. Uh, I did not know this then, obviously, because I didn't know who this guy was, but the the score of the game is done by Michael Giacchino. Whoa. Yeah. Um, This was like a, and maybe this this has to do with, I I mentioned before about like Nightfire and stuff. I think I might have, the GoldenEye era, like behind us, I think I might have still been craving first person shooters. And the idea of online gaming was like really kind of new and foreign to me because I wasn't like I didn't play like any Blizzard games or anything like that or any of like the ta- like online like I don't know like come on P- Command and Conquer I didn't play games like that and so I wanted a first person shooter and a friend of mine and I was kind of like at the time I was very much into learning about um, especially especially World War II uh, very close to my grandpa and he liked to talk about World War II a lot. Um, and so I, this kind of all hit at the right time, first person shooter, online gaming, World War II. And I had a really great time with that. I never played the single player once. I only played the multiplayer and it was, uh, it was a blast. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. 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 Those couch co-op shooters. I mean, those, those, those were the days. Like, I mean, the time splitters and the metal honors, the multiplayer, it's just, I, I, I would drop literally anything like Aaron said to go back and play some of those games uh, on a couch with a, a few of you guys. Yeah. I th- I actually should say that this is also probably my first experience ever hating other people online that I didn't know <laughs> for like stealing my kills and stuff. I, 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 I actually think, cause yeah, this was before like halo online. Like I, I, this is, I think this was the first online like multiplayer game I played where there was like, you know, battles, you know, you know big team battles and whatnot and people sniping me out of nowhere camping and stuff like this i think it's my first experience with that so well i think too this is kind of an interesting era in online gaming because it was still so new um but it was pre the insane toxicity we have playing people online now yeah like you could probably play medal of honor allied assault without someone calling you a racial slur which today (laughs) is not something you can say i didn't have a mic so i wasn't actually talking to anybody i was but i had had a text chat which was Mm. really annoying when games had like text chats like hey i just killed you suck it like but then, (laughs) then i die because i'm texting somebody yeah yeah. Yeah. All right, Jason. All right. You got well, a, you got a PS2 and multi-platform release left, I think. Speaking of uh first person shooters, I'm gonna go with my uh online first person shooter of choice, uh, which would be the Unreal Tournament series. Mm. And that was mm. 2002 as my multi-platform release released in 2002 was unreal tournament 2003 also released as unreal championship on xbox nice way and, to use the cat the rules of the category to your advantage right yeah. way to take advantage of it yeah um this admittedly was my least favorite in the entire series Un- unreal tournament 2000 stellar the original unreal tournament I think holds up as one of the best first person shooters of all time, especially multiplayer Uh, and unreal tournament 2004 is probably the best in the series. So this is like the weird in between one, but 
you've got your favorite guns. You've got some absolutely stellar maps. I mean, the Unreal Tournament series has some of the best multiplayer maps I've ever played, period, mm-hmm. hands down. And uh, as a timely shout out, they're shutting down the servers. So the there will be no dedicated servers. Wow. Uh, I think this month or next month or last month is like right around this time when they're shutting the servers down mm-hmm. permanently. Uh, and I mean, it'll still be available through, you know, private hosting. I'm sure if you wanted to seek it out, you can, mm-hmm. but uh, I guess if there is one thing I would say about the series for those who aren't familiar, it's guns, guns, amazing guns, and probably the best uh, announcer in the history of uh, multiplayer shooters, the Mm. the double kill, triple kill, overkill, Mm. monster kill. Just uh, as you racked up those kills, nothing was more epic than, than hearing that, you know, when you're on a 10 kill streak, 15 kill streak. And I think that there's something to be said about the, the game that kind of the, the form suits the, the genre, right? It's just a tournament where people kill each other repeatedly in space. Um, but also endless customization. You could you could set up the weirdest matches. You could a- adjust the gravity. Uh, you can you can you know make custom. It was really kind of like a sandbox first person shooter game. Seri- the whole series kind of was really flexible in what you could do. Um, and I think more so the the initial game. So I'm just kind of extrapolating from there. I don't remember all of the, you know, how it evolved, but really I I would say this was my kind of, you know, I, I of course had my golden eye era and then I went for this kind of hardcore fast pace space shooter that honestly, like I liked the unreal tournament series uh, as a multiplayer shooter more than the halo series personally. I, I do remember being in high school and the times like you couldn't hang out or like you were up late. I would ask what you were doing and you were saying you were playing Unreal Tournament of some <laughs> sort. So I, I did play a lot of Unreal Tournament. I, I, it's, this is another one of those games. I, 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 I've never forgotten that you used to play this a lot. And it's kind of always stuck in my mind of like there, there are some friends like I, I remember like certain things that they played that I never even like touched my entire life and i'm like maybe one day i'll go back and play that game but like it's really hard for a lot of games especially this one and now especially if they're cutting they're taking down the server so what you're saying is i need to play today today yeah, only I mean, that's a fire you sale could, <laughs> you could you could figure out if you want to play at some point i would i would i would definitely play like the original or 2004 uh okay we could play a different one you could just look up hmm? we could play a different one yeah we could play a 2004 yeah i do i do want to experience it a flat cannon yeah a gun that shoots a like a ball of magma and just shred people to pieces i think we're all very excited to know what your final pick is going to be for a ps2 game leaving the ps2 pick empty this long and must be a must be a deep cut it's a deep cut it's a good one look forward to it yeah Hmm. all right mike um, am I allowed to take Grandia 2 as my multi-platform release since it came out on PS2 and uh, and PC in 2002? Yeah, if it came out on both of those in 2002 then in the US, then yeah. Cool. 
Uh, yeah. So my multi-platform release will be Grandia 2. Um, and I think Grandia is one of the most underrated JRPG franchises. Um, I think the battle system is rad. Um, I think it, for those who aren't familiar, the, the battle system takes place on like a, like a 3D space. Um, and you kind of move the characters in and out of attack range from um, the enemy. And uh, specifically, Grandia 2 is very focused on like timing your attacks to where they'll cancel an enemy's attack right before they're about to attack, as well as like using skills to like team up with other um, of your comrades. Um, Story wise, I mean, in our household, this was probably one of the, uh, well, I would put this in multi-platform release. Am I able to? Do oh that? yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I put I put yeah. it in the wrong place. Sorry about no, that. No worries, dude. Um, story-wise, I think this is one of the most important games in our household. I, my little sister grew up with a Grandia two poster on her wall. So we uh, wow. Yeah, we. What uh, magazine was that from? I'm pretty sure probably like Game Informer or something. Yeah, <laughs> probably Playboy. Uh, yeah, Playboy. <laughs> um, I think. I think this is the first jrpg that really had like true adult themes um mm. i think the, at least the first one that i played that truly had adult themes i mean there are things in this game that are that bad things happen and they're unavoidable um main characters die um you can't save people regularly um it's it's uh the hero doesn't always win um and also at a at a time where i think like a lot of jrpg main characters were um kind of like the strong silent types um though uh, they're probably pivoting a little bit away from that um the main character grandy 2 is like kind of an asshole he's like mm. a loud mouth like rogue asshole um so um like a, a lovable asshole i should say and so i just i loved everything about this game and like um when i think about it back at this time it's definitely one of the games i was playing the most so I remember nice. playing this uh, as a follow-up to Final Fantasy X. I was just mm -hmm. hungry for JRPGs. And I, I'd never played Grandia, but I played Grandia 2. And I'd never played any of them since. But I remember, yeah, the story being phenomenal. And the combat being really different, but really satisfying. For sure. It's definitely yeah. different than anything or most of the other JRPGs of that era. And it's much more interactive than just like yeah. a simple turn-based um, uh, JRPG like most of them were back then. So Yeah. Nice. Oh, wait, this is on Switch. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm going to have to check it out. Holy shit. Yeah. I, 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 so I heard of this just in name only. Like, wasn't the first one for Dreamcast? I think first so, one was yeah. for Dreamcast. Uh, and then I think this one and Grandia Extreme were PS2 and PC. And then I would recommend Grandia 2 or uh, or Extreme. I think they're both awesome. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I want to check this out. Mm -hmm. I always get um, this series mixed up with Skies of Arcadia. Yeah. Um, yeah. They both have similar vibes, uh, but both are great. Yeah. I, I think the Grandia Grandia franchise is for some reason like always like underground based. Like it's always like underground dungeons and Skies of Arcadia mm. is like upward. <laughs> so in some ways they're complete opposites, but I, I still get them mixed up. All right. All right, Dave. All right. Well, I yeah, this is getting tough near the end, but I think for my multi-platform game, I'm going to go with Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi ah, Outcast. Dave. 
Uh, sorry, Aaron. <laughs> uh, can't win them all. I would. Yeah. I should have, have taken it first, other, Aaron. I know. I know. <laughs> I, if it, if I couldn't have picked Grania two and multi-platform release, it was going to be Jedi Outcast two. Yeah, it's yeah. It, well, it seems like a lot of us had played it. I honestly, I never played much of the story. I think my brother played like the story mode. I just loved the multiplayer because. I waited for so long to just play a game where you're a Jedi and you're just fighting other Jedis with your lightsaber. But it was cool because this game, you had blasters as well. And with all the force powers, it just, for for 2002, little, uh, little kid me, it was just everything I could have wanted. And I just remember playing it so much with my older brother, um, I think we had it on GameCube and we also got it for the PC because we loved it so much. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's star Wars and you play as a Jedi and you have all the fun powers. Yeah. Yeah. And even though you didn't play story mode much, Dave, the story mode was pretty phenomenal. Yeah. That that's what I hear. But for me, it was all about the multiplayer. And I guess that was because, with my older brother and myself, we both just wanted to play games together. So we would play that mode constantly against each other. Like I just, I vividly have strong memories of like one of us leaping with like our force jumps at the other person ready to (laughs) swing. And then the other person does like the force push and just pushes them away. (laughs) And just how much fun that was. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And, and I, I think, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go on. I, I was just going to say that uh, for this and Jedi Academy, I think I played Jedi Academy more, but mm. I mean, why wouldn't you just like use the dark side powers that you could get, <laughs> you know? I mean, that too, fair. Like just shooting the lightning out. It's just, yeah. 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 So what, what were you going to say, Dave, before I interrupt? No, you? no. Um, no, I was going to say, I know they just mm-hmm. released it, like remastered it for the Switch and mm-hmm. PlayStation recently, but um, still haven't picked that up yet. But I think I heard the multiplayer got stripped out of it. So really? That's why I haven't, yeah, I haven't picked it up yet because of that. I'd be so, worried about the controls. I, I played Jedi yeah. Academy and Jedi Outcast on PC, and I can't imagine playing them on, on a console. Yeah, I think it was better to play it on a PC, but playing it on the GameCube, it was still fun. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also I think I remember this game coming out like right before Attack of the Clones, too. Yeah. And yeah. I remember just like being super excited for everything Star Wars in general and like just played the shit out of this game. I, I oh, actually un- unlike you, uh played probably mostly the single player version. It's it's awesome. Yeah. It's kind of weird that this one of the best Star Wars games also came out the year Clone Wars came out, one of the best Star Wars movies. <laughs> so I think it's kind of a fun yeah. synchronicity. I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Aaron, uh you got back-to-back picks to finish your team off. Back-to-back picks to finish my team. For PC, I'm going to go Grand Theft Auto 3. All right. Yep, so 
Um, as you guys had already mentioned with Vice City, uh, Vice City is better than three. I would say of the original three for PS2, I would say Vice City is probably the best. I did play them all, um, either at my house or friends' houses. Three was the only one that me and my brothers actually owned. Um, so that's the one I probably played most. I just remember on Christmas, my brother was 16 at the time. I was nine, something like that. Um, or maybe the ages were different, but I remember I was young. My brother got it and he booted up and was like, hey, mom, do you want to see what I can do in this game? You got me. <laughs> and he picked up a prostitute, had sex with her in a car and then killed her and took his <laughs> money back. And my mom was like, what? What is this? Like, I bought this for you. And me immediately as a little kid being like, I'm going to play that when you're not around, uh, which is exactly what I did. So I didn't play it for PC. I played it for PS2. Um, but I did have a lot of fun tooling around with this when I was not supposed to. It was one of my like naughty pleasures as a little kid. Like, ooh, mom's working late. I'm going to play some GTA 3. And then we had some fun brother blackmail. Like, if you don't do this for me, I'm going to tell mom you were playing GTA. Um, so just a lot of fun memories with my brothers and just causing mayhem in GTA 3. Naughty pleasures is, or naughty, like, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever, however you described it, I think is like the perfect way to describe this entire franchise experience for me. Yeah, like, I is. feel like, I, I feel like I played this game to do all the things that were like, like, faux pas or like outrageous for the times just because i felt like kind of like a badass it's like you know picking up prostitutes as a 12 year old um but like even though like the game itself doesn't really mesh which would like ultimately be my like taste in gaming i i just feel like i would seek out those experiences within like the gta franchise just because like everybody was talking about it at school everybody would be laughing about all the things they did so yeah. It's kind of it's kind that of interesting. About why it. I never needed that game. I was just doing that in real life. <laughs> well, I, but that's I how think, you got your fix. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Jason's just beating sex workers to death at age eleven. <laughs> um, but the the, I've come a long way since then. Yeah, I hope so. Now you strangle them. It's more intimate. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. Um, I think I think the other thing, too, that made this game different for me at that age was I played games that have driving elements. You drive cars, driving simulators, things like that. But I think what made GTA 3 so interesting is that all those other games take place in these really fantastical worlds mm -hmm. or other planets or things like that. Whereas GTA just took place in like really an ordinary city. So even though it sounds lame, like I thought it was cool that you were driving and doing driving mechanics like in a city with rules and stoplights. And of course, it was fun to break all those rules. I wasn't following the laws of traffic, but I think having a more realistic grounded setting paired with these gameplay mechanics for some mm -hmm. reason just clicked with me. Anyone else play Driver and Driver 2? Nope. Yes. Those games are awesome Aaron. if you want a game that it, like just driving and just taking people places and like ramming cars to like when you can't get out of your car and driver one but you can in driver two i was yep. obsessed with both of those i've yeah. heard good things about them and i remember i remember that age because when you're 12 you think you're the hot shit I like jason who was <laughs> fucking sex workers and killing them um but wait wait I, fucking sex workers and killing them or like he was like fucking sex workers and killing them which one are you talking about i didn't about? specify which order he was doing those things in also <laughs> okay um I didn't say I didn't wow <laughs> yeah. um but yeah i i just um 
I, I never played driver. I, I thought I was super cool. And so I was like, I don't need to play driver. Drivies, drivers for stupid babies. I play Grand Theft Auto 3. Oh, I, I mean, I was a proud, stupid baby then because I like driver more than GTA at first. Okay. Fair enough. Until Vice City came out. Yeah. Um, and then I have back-to-back picks. So yeah. for my wild card, this is truly a wild card. I'm going to go. I don't think any of you are going to pick this. I'm going to go wild arms three. I was, I don't even think I know what that is. Yeah. It's a, that's a great RPG. It is a great RPG. So wild arms three is I've never played wild arms two or one, although I hear two is very good. Uh, I played three. They are JRPG set in like a wild west setting. Um, and 2002, I was really obsessed with the man with no name trilogy. I had just seen that, um, love spaghetti Westerns. And so the idea of a Western themed JRPG was like catnip to me. Um, it's pretty like by the numbers, it's a straight, pretty, pretty straightforward JRPG. Um, but it does have some things that stand out and make it cool. Um, like the gun customization element that was in the game was cool. Also, something that not a lot of JRPGs have really ever done, um, besides Dragon Quest IX, is that during random encounters, instead of the enemies and your team staying on opposite sides of the field, um, they're all intermixed and scattered. And after every turn, they all kind of like run around and reposition. It doesn't impact the gameplay, but I just think it like spices things up and makes it visually interesting. Um, what else am I forgetting about it, Mike? Um, I think I think that's. I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head. I think the setting is just the most unique thing for me. And like yeah. the gun customization, um, I think the the like arms that it's focused around um, are like just a cool like kind of gameplay mechanic and kind of um, just uh, kind of reminds me of uh, everyone just kind of reminds in that game reminds me of Vash Stampede. So yeah, yeah, it yeah. has big Vash the Stampede energy. So for sure, uh, if you're into Trigun, uh, you'd probably like Wild Arms 3 nice yeah so uh yeah that rounds out my list all right dave you got a pc pick uh yeah and this is where i'm torn i'm torn whether i should be a little more strategic and pick like a game that's a bit more critically renowned or should i go with one that i actually played i don't know i'm torn. dave go with your heart but also know at the same time that Jason has voluntarily taken upon himself, which is something that I, in my type A-ness and love of this kind of shit, would have done. But I'm so happy he did it. He's keeping statistics. Yeah. <laughs> so I think for my PC pick, I'm going to go with the Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind. Nice. And, As someone who never played Elder Scrolls, tell me about this one. Some people say it's the best well, one. Well, to be honest, I never played this one. <laughs> I played. Well, okay. Dave's, Dave's going in sight unseen. <laughs> yes. Um, I, sh- I regret I, mentioning the statistics. <laughs> but um, but I played ones later on, like other Bethesda games. Like I played Fallout 3 and New Vegas and Skyrim and um i mean from what i've seen and heard from other people i mean it's i mean it predates those games but without it we wouldn't have the games that i did play and loved and from what i i mean if it's anything like skyrim you're on a big map you get a shit ton of quests that you can do and you can do them in any order and it's just a 
immersive RPG. Like you get to create your character from scratch and you're on a quest and you just kind of do whatever you want to do. I I've think got a um story about this game. Go ahead, Jason. <laughs> yeah. So I got this game from my friend Mason who burned the CDs for me so I could play. <laughs> oh god. I never played more than I don't think 3 hours of this game, but I distinctly remember and I will never forget this opening. You start off here in a town, I just started walking in some one direction. A man falls from the sky. A man falls from out of the sky. He's wearing a loincloth. He's basically naked, falls from the sky. He's dead. I take the knife uh, from his body because obviously he's dead. He can't talk to you. I wander into a cave and then I get murdered by like some giant spiders or something. <laughs> That's all I remember about Morrowind. Wait, uh, Jason, again, yeah. are you talking about Morrowind or what you were doing at 12? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's really kind of blending together at this point. Yeah. I, I, I can't <laughs> say whether this was real life or that was from the game. Hmm. You got me, you got me, Aaron. Um, I, since I didn't play this one, um, you guys might know a little better, but I've heard that this is the Elder Scrolls game. Um, that's the easiest to kind of like break and have fun with. Um, like I, I think, know. I think I from what I've yeah. heard, I think just like Skyrim, like the more you use a skill, the more it grows. I think you can do things in, uh, Morrowind. Like if you just keep the like button holding run and you run against the wall, like your run stat maxes out. So you can like zip across the map and like crazy mm. shit like that. Um, so I, I think it would be a fun game if that's true to like go in and tool around with and see how you can exploit stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a Bethesda game. So those games, they're always full of glitches and bugs that you can manipulate to <laughs> do ridiculous things. Yeah, which mm. is not a bad thing in my mind. No, it's not. I, I love yeah. just doing crazy stuff in games. That's not intended by the developers. Yeah. It also just hit me. I don't know why, Jason, but I have a I have a guess as to what your PS2 game is going to be now. Oh yeah, oh. but we'll see. We'll see what if I'm right. Uh, all right, Mike, what's your PC pick? I have never been a PC gamer. I probably will never be a PC gamer. But of the PC games I've played, this one is probably the one I played the most, and that is Heroes of Might and Magic 4. Oh, I, I almost picked that. I love this game. Um, I have incredible memories of playing this game um, with my friend Matt. We would stay up all night. Uh, we would use the same laptop uh, and play <laughs> like adjacent to each other, and we would like take turns like playing something on GBA and walking away from while they're on their turn so i can't see what they're doing and then when they were done we would switch the game boy advance and go back to the laptop to make our turns um and uh, i just have a lot of good memories of uh playing of this game and especially this style of game uh, they just don't really uh, make games like this really anymore so um awesome resource management uh in the game kind of mixed with like a starcraft uh, st uh style like um strategy type game so uh i love the hell out of this game and a lot of good memories nice i never played any of these 
but I've heard good things. I'm surprised now that all the PC games are out there. I'm actually surprised no one picked Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. I, I was I, thinking about it. That was on my list. Yeah. yeah. I uh, That was like the only other PC game that I want. I mean, I was prepared to take Jedi Outcast, um, uh, but I didn't play it like that year. And so I, I felt like guiltier taking that over like Roller Coaster Tycoon 2, which I played the shit out of in mm-hmm. 2002. Just shout out to Roller Coaster Tycoon. I hope you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just just like Kyrie. Yeah. God, I really hope Kyrie's listening. All right, Jason, what's your what's your PS2 pick? I don't think I don't even know if any of you have heard of this game. Oh, then I my guess is wrong. Okay. I texted you my guess separately, just for the record of it, but is it res? I was gonna guess res. <laughs> it is not res. Okay. Not res. Uh, my PS2 pick, and I saved it for last specifically because I don't think anyone would have picked it. Uh, but this is this might be my favorite game from the year out of all of them. Uh, in the end, uh, Way of the Samurai. Ooh, Japan just as samurai. What is uh, what is that? It yeah. is a phenomenal game. Uh, that is set in a very real point in time in Japan at, during the Satsuma Rebellion, right around the time of the Satsuma Rebellion at the start of the Meiji period. So samurai have been outlawed, but they're still around. Um, and so you have kind of this shifting power structure in society, and you take on the role of Kenji, a wandering ronin who has just arrived at this mysterious valley, fictional valley set in Japan. And you are kind of arriving at a time when there's two, you know, two factions pitted against each other uh and they're kind of causing some havoc for all of the the local townspeople who are living in this valley and the the gameplay uh, it's just gritty sword fighting parrying uh blocking managing your the the kind of durability of your blade because if you break the blade it's gone you got to get a new one i don't think there was any way to repair it uh and you would only get blades by killing other samurai and taking their blade Um, nice Mm. they had different different blades had different styles so they would give you different abilities different way of even the way you swing the sword is different so you had some really funky style uh sword sword play that you would pick up from some some people but what i loved the most about the game was the fact that it was one of those those games that branched. And so there were different endings depending on what you did in time. And mm-hmm. so as time went by, you could choose to engage in certain things in different scenes. Depending on where you went, you would interact with different people. Um, and the end result and the end of the game would change entirely based on you know the choices that you made. And so there's kind of one, I guess I could say there's one kind of true ending and you can only do it in a very kind of specific way. So it really mm-hmm. lended itself to the replay value. And as you replayed it, you could continue the game again with the swords that you had developed. Um, you'd been picking up um, throughout the the previous version. So there, there was always something new. And I remember it being frustrating, but also kind of rewarding in that sense that, mm. you know, once you got the sword play down... Um, and you could kind of get through the battles more efficiently uh, and really just kind of try to figure out the story and what's going on there in the valley. Also, 
amazing soundtrack incredible soundtrack fusions of kind of traditional japanese instruments and like funk uh there was an afro samurai in there for who knows why uh and just an incredible yeah an incredible experience through and through uh highly recommend i wonder i feel like there's no way to play this without emulating it or going back and playing ps2 you could play sekiro again or you could just throw acid (laughs) in your eyes Uh, those are not equivalent experiences aaron fair enough you have to throw acid on your hands too oh yeah i'm just kidding Sekiro is amazing. So <clears throat> you shut okay. your mouth. Yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> well, I love that pick. I love it. Like a nice, like deeply, uh, deep cut and deeply like personal pick. It's great. Yeah, um. All right. So I got a Game Boy Advance game left. As we've all mentioned, like this uh, Game Boy Advance was like had a great year. Um. And so I'm just gonna pick the game that I played the most, and I just had a feeling no one else would take it. Um. And that's Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 for Game Boy Advance. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. I, Tell us what playing a Tony Hawk game on Game Boy Advance was like. Okay. So yeah. I, it's actually, I think it's more fun uh, than it might look if you go and watch like a Let's Play. But like, I was so obsessed with Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I, I, I mean, I owned two and three or one on NC4, two and three on PC. And also owned two and three on Game Boy Advance. <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah. And I loved, I, I would seriously just like, it was a way to get my fix in a car, you know, um, when I wasn't already just on my computer playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 there. Uh, I, it's, it, it, I think it, it's like isometric. It like, it, it translates pretty well, I think. And, and I had a really great time playing those games and I don't know. It, it's, it's got a charm to it. Like if you, like going back and looking at the graphics, like people, I feel like people either can like handle that type of like graphic style. And like with that kind of like fast moving game, like skateboarding, you're always moving. Um, and you got to be very aware of like where you are on the screen and where rails are. And sometimes like, you know, you might miss jumps because just, that's just how the graphics are. You like think you're about to grind on a rail, but you overshoot it. Um, but I'm actually really impressed with the way that Tony out games were ported to, um, to, to game boy advance. And Game Boy Advance, um, I mean, handles these games pretty pretty well. I, I mean, it's it's honestly really shocking how well I think these games work for it. Um, but yeah, like if, you, I, if someone was just like, I, I cannot stand the Tony Hawk games for Game Boy Advance. They're like an affront to the senses. Like, I, I it's totally fair. But yeah, I... I play this game a lot and I'm going to use this as a way to transition to a couple uh, honorable mentions that we, I mean, our chance, give us a chance to shout out any games that we didn't pick. Um, and then we'll go through like our teams and just summarize. But uh, two other games that were out for Game Boy Advance this year that I also played a lot of were Super Monkey Ball Jr. And mm-hmm. Driver 2 Advance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I also played a lot of like Super Mario Advance 2, Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually played more Monkey Ball Jr. and Driver 2 Advance. Th- that those two in Tony Pro Skater 3 were definitely the three Game Boy. Well, that and sorry, that and Metroid Fusion were the three Game Boy Advance games I played the most. So yeah, yeah so those are your honor- honorable mentions. Do you want to just run through your list and then we'll do that with everyone as we go down? Um, sure. Yeah, we could do that. Um, yeah. So those are my honorable mentions. Um, so my team. I don't know if everybody's looking at the uh, the document. Just feel free to just like 
shout out your team, um, what you pick where. So for PS2, I got Grand Theft Auto, Vice City. For GameCube, I got Metroid Prime. For PC, I got Medal of Honor, Allied Assault, Game Boy Advance, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3, multi-platform release, 007 Nightfire, and wildcard Resident Evil for the GameCube. Nice. Jason? I can't believe no one picked Bloody Roar Primal Fury. Right? Oh. You, hey, you could have picked it. What are we even doing? Um, <laughs> let's say, running through my list uh, yeah. for the GameCube, Super Mario Sunshine, for the Game Boy Advance, Metroid Fusion, on the PC, Warcraft 3, uh, Wildcard Pick, Metal Gear Solid 3 Substance, multi-platform. Two. Metal Gear Solid 2 Substance, yes. I was looking at I was between Warcraft 3 and Unreal Tournament 2003. I was stuck on threes. Unreal Tournament 2003 is my multi-platform. And then finishing up last but certainly not least, uh, Way of the Samurai for the PS2. Uh, And I would say that my one uh, honorable mention shout out would be Mega Man Battle Network 2. What an incredible series. Uh, I just got the collection that just came out. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to revisit- revisiting just a great take on Mega Man, a different, a, an entirely different way to do Mega Man. Couldn't I just picked it. up that collection and I'm playing through two for the first time. And I cannot believe I overlooked these games. It's, um, it's good. The story is good. The way it works is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Those the gameplay. Criminally underplayed. Yeah, the the moment to moment gameplay and um, random battles. I've never played an RPG where the random battles can be literally like 0.9 seconds. Oh, uh, I like that. Like yeah, sound of that's that. a lot of the battles are like five <laughs> seconds long. They're great. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Mike. Yeah. So uh, for PlayStation Two, I took Kingdom Hearts. GameCube, I took Sonic Adventure Two. Battle PC Heroes of Might Magic Four. Uh, for Game Boy Advance, I took Tactics. Ogre, um, my multi-platform release, I took Grandia 2, um, and for my wild card, uh, I took Eternal Darkness. I have actually several honorable mentions. Nice. Um, first of all, if you haven't played any of the games in the Grandia series, please do. I, it's, I really think um, as far as JRPGs go, I think they're um, an awesome addition if you really like that genre. Um, I think Rez is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you should check Rez out. Um uh, it's like an on-rails shooter meets like a rhythm or like music cue based game, which is really cool. Um, I mentioned this before, but Zone of the Enders um, as a franchise, the GBA game came out this year. But as a franchise, I think it's one of Kojima's kind of like hidden gems. And um, if you like his style of storytelling, um, it is like uh, a political mech anime uh, that is basically condensed into like an, an awesome like hack and slash style 3D um, uh, like mech style game for like the PS2 era. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, which I'm shocked no one took, Splinter Cell, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and then the game I probably would have taken above Splinter Cell if I didn't take Eternal Darkness for Wildcard would have been Jet Set Radio Future for mm-hmm. Xbox. Yeah, I think that game, like so many great memories uh, playing that game. The soundtrack is is incredible. I think it's so unique. Um, I mean, you get to fight police with spray cans. So yeah, can't speak can't speak more highly about it. <laughs> Splinter Cell. There was like there was a way that maybe if a certain pick, if I fell to a certain pick, that I would have taken it. But it, I couldn't find a way to like fit it in, even though it was definitely a game I had my eye on. So I'm glad you mentioned it. 
Nice. Yeah. yeah. I I think it's I think at resource management wise, it is almost like it is definitely top tier as far as like resource management uh in video games goes. It's it's very like rigorously tight and really rewards the stealth aspects of the game. Plus, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I learned what the NSA was from playing that game. <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, I had never heard of Azerbaijan before that game. So just learning through video games. <laughs> All right, Dave. All right. Well, my picks were for the PS2. I picked Ratchet and Clank for GameCube, Animal Crossing, PC, Elder Scrolls 3, Morrowind, uh, for Game Boy Advance, Link to the Past, and Four Swords. Uh, multi-platform, I had Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, and my wild card was Super Monkey Ball 2. And I have a couple honorable mentions as well. Um, for Game Boy, I was tempting, I was tempted to pick Sonic Advance or Super Mario Advance 3, Yoshi's Island. Um, I'm surprised nobody picked Sonic Advanced. I thought that would get, uh, picked up. Um, I thought that was a really fun one. And I think it had connectivity with Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Like oh, for really? the Chows. I think it did. Oh, yeah, I, you're I could right. be yeah. wrong. You can, yeah. you, I think you could port them into the, your GBA and like train yeah. them inside your GBA. I probably would yeah. have been more inclined mm -hmm. to take that if I didn't already take Adventure 2 Battle. Um, yeah. But yeah, that game is awesome too. Yeah, fun. I thought... Yeah, I thought oh. you would pick it, Aaron, being a Sonic fan. <laughs> no, I, I was really thinking about that. And I played all the Sonic Advance games. The only problem with them is that because it's Game Boy Advance, the screen crunch um, makes those games just a lot less fluid to play than the classic Sonic games. They're really mm -hmm. fun and they have like a lot of their own ideas. I think when Sonic Advance, when the, those developers moved on to the DS, like Sonic Colors DS, and you had the two screens, um, or like mm -hmm. Sonic Rush. When they finally Sonic had the two Rush. screens, it mm -hmm. felt like there was like enough room for Sonic and you had enough like vision to see what was going on. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, it's me, right? Yep. Yeah. All right. It's for PS yeah. For PS2, I picked Time Splitters 2. For GameCube, the Sonic Mega Collection. For PS or I'm sorry, for PC, Grand Theft Auto 3. Game Boy Advance, Castlevania Harmony of Dissonance, Multi-Platform, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, and my wild card was Wild Arms 3. I just have two honorable mentions. Uh, the first one is um, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. I'm not very good at fighting games, uh, but if I play a fighting game that's not Smash, I love Marvel vs. Capcom. Um, 3, I think, is the pinnacle of the ones I play, but 2 is very fun as well. Um, and then my other honorable mention, which I've never played, but I really want to, is Lost Kingdoms for the GameCube. Mm. Um, just because it's a FromSoft game that I have not tried. So hopefully mm. a remake. Isn't a remake of that one coming? I'm not sure. Some old FromSoft uh, GameCube game is getting a re-release. I, oh, I enjoyed it, though. It was weird, but I enjoyed it. Okay. I am... I'm really surprised. I mean, I, I, I figured there would be at least one person here who was really into this game. I was not, but Star Fox Adventures. Oh, I yeah. I did not like that game. game. Yeah. But no, I could have sworn that people really liked it. <laughs> well, he, okay. So I liked it. Um, 
if you don't think of it as a Star Fox game, it's fun because it's very, it's sort of a little Zelda like, but the fact that they made it a Star Fox game is what kind of sunk it. It wasn't supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 It wasn't supposed to be Star Fox. You were supposed to play, I think, as um, Crystal for the entire game. Oh. And then Nintendo, and then Nintendo was like, no, 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 redo this. This isn't going to sell. We need to change this. Let's reskin it to Star Fox. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was Miyamoto himself. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. Miyamoto like, specifically. Star Fox yeah. game. Yeah, right. It. I like. It's kind of a legendary story, right? Where they just like last minute reskinned everything, like you were saying. Uh, I, I mean, I just yeah. like the juxtaposition between like being stuck in a dinosaur land and then everything else we have had from the star Fox franchise. <laughs> it just made no sense. Even, even yeah. as a kid, but I agree. I, I think it's a good game. Yeah. It just made no sense to, to play as, you know, star Fox, it, Fox and yeah. it, it really shot the franchise in the foot because everyone was waiting for the follow-up from star Fox 64. And then we got that. And that's yeah. what really sunk the franchise. I mean, then we had star Fox assault, which was good, but yeah. Yeah. I, I guess two more that I would shout out would be two games that I play a lot of, even though I'd never can really considered picking them. Uh, one would be Godzilla destroy all monsters for GameCube. Uh, that, that was a fighting game. I really enjoyed just getting to destroy cities while beating up on other monsters. Uh, and then Dragon Ball Z Budokai. I was thinking about that, but if it had been Budokai two or especially three, I yeah. Was- right up those but are much better. one is like eh, i don't know yeah fair i also was thinking about doing legacy of goku for game boy advance but again oh, i totally forgot that came out i was so disappointed out. in that game i know exactly if it's like castlevania or that i'm gonna go castlevania yeah yeah mm-hmm. all right well we did it any uh any lingering thoughts <laughs> Uh, no, I think we all pick pretty <laughs> solid teams, though. I yeah, mean, I I'm, wouldn't I'm say a fan. Any of, any of us, uh, none of us have like a weak roster. Yeah, no. I mean, only in the sense that like I haven't played a lot of games, well, not a lot, but like some games that you guys picked. But I, I certainly won over by every single person's description of these games and their experience playing them. And I think that's the thing about this that I like the most, other than getting games I want, like Metroid Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so thank you everybody very, very much for, for doing this with us. We will, we will be back. Um, I was, I was telling people before that it is, it takes so much restraint, I think on my part. And I I would guess Aaron, you're the same way of like, not wanting to just be like, Hey, what are we doing next week? Oh, let's just do another draft. Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) I could do drafts for the next like eight weeks and be fine. We got to spread them out uh, a little bit. I feel like maybe once a month is like, but that even that is going to be really is going to be tempting to do it more often than that. <laughs> um, yeah. But there are not many weeks left in this in April, so we could just do it in two weeks. <laughs> um, we'll see. I, I don't I don't know exactly what year I want to do. I'm I'm obviously very tempted to do years adjacent to the two we've already done, like adjacent in 1997 and 2002. But I feel like because of that, we should jump and do like 2007. Or Instead. like, let's do something more modern. Let, let's do 2018 or something crazy. Like 1980. Uh, yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Pong or, yeah. 
Well, I want to keep this many people. Um, I, and I think that yeah. like for a lot of years, this is like a good, uh, I like this crew and, and, and doing that. And I think that that basically works for any year in the 21st century. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, we'll float some ideas around. We'll think about what year we want to do next, but yeah, th- thank you all so much for doing this. I think five people was like the perfect amount for this year. It kept things really competitive. Um, and I had a phenomenal time doing this. And thank uh, thank you guys so much for being on. But also, none of you were real Grinches when you yeah. didn't get your your pick. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, I mean, I'm not like disappointed that people weren't like losing their minds. I mean, I was really. I mean, if the one pick I would have wanted that I didn't get and wasn't necessarily expecting to get is Sonic Adventure Two Battle. Yeah. So. I'm not yeah. that bitter. I think, I think the game has a pretty diverse or this year has a pretty diverse set of games and like a lot of really good games. So um, I, you know, it worked out well. I feel like everyone's fairly happy. So it was fun, though. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we really don't have a sign off. <laughs> All right. Well, my only request for the future drafts is just to continue to leave Xbox out of it. I love that idea. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man, yeah, that, the that the would Halo be comes out. the year the Halo comes out. You need to have Xbox. Yeah, but then we'll all be just salty. We don't get it. Like, yeah, but then the only thing any of us would want to pick is Halo. Yeah, I won't. I'm not going to pick Halo. That's fair. Yeah. I I do. I think I agree with that. I'm I'm not even joking. Like, I see no reason to include yeah. Xbox um, any year. Um, and. and Sure, like I guess someone could argue that that's unique to this group of people because clearly we all agree with that. Um, but at the same time, it speaks to speaks to Xbox. Like, where are your original games, Xbox? Come on. The only reason I'd want it on there is because I played Souls One and Souls Two on 360. Yeah, but that's but, about it. Right. That's not like you don't care about Xbox though. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy, with, I think or, yeah. when no, you said ahead. you didn't you didn't know what a good sign off would be for this episode i think we should all just say at the same time <laughs> xbox i like that all yeah. right that's perfect well, that's Dave, a, do you want to great wanna anyone us? anyone object to that though does anyone not want to be on uh the record saying that for big microsoft to take you down no i mean that might be on my tombstone so i'm okay with it hell yeah all right <laughs> well count, count us down uh dave and we'll do it sure uh three two one Fuck, Fuck Xbox. Xbox.